So Ben, I'm a night owl. As am I. I'm, uh, you know, I stay up late. I wake up late. Burn that midnight earl. But, uh, you know, I'm still on a normal schedule. I'm only getting like seven, eight hours of sleep. Just at a different time period Just than other people. a different time period than other people. And uh, for the longest time, I had this chip on my shoulder about people who wake up early and go to bed early, you know. But then I was thinking about it the other night, and, uh, you know, it's got to be hard on them. Think about this, man. Mm. You wake up early in the morning, you go to bed early at night, and you've got to be a dick about it. That's true. They do have to be a it's dick like about a real it. heavy burden on their shoulders to be oh, like, oh, hey, just waking up? Huh. <laughs> I've been up for six hours. Huh. I've already been up to the store and gone fishing and caught a bass and skinned it and cooked it and ate it and digested it and took a shit. You just got out of bed, son. Just it's think, always that. It's always that. Think about how hard that is on them. They've got to come up with all the things to yeah. do while no one else is awake so that then they can come back home and be like, Jesus, you're just now getting out of bed? Well, the thing is, though, is like they've got all this free time to think about this stuff because nobody's bothering them because they're up before everybody else is. <laughs> it's true. And so they just sit there and think of all the things. Look at what I've accomplished. I drank three cups of coffee. I done took my morning shit. Went bass fishing. <laughs> round of golf. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should go to these people. Us night owls should uh-huh. unite. Yeah. I'm calling for action here, fellow Unite, night, owls. night owls. Unite owls. Unite owls. We're starting a club called okay. Unite, Unite owls. Unite owls. Unite Trademark Den Lovely. Right you heard there. it first. <laughs> and what we do is we go and just violently knock on the doors of these early sleepers. These people right. go to bed early and stuff. Yeah. When, when it's like time for us to go to bed. So it's like right. th- three in the morning or something like that. Uh-huh. I go and knock on their door and I'm like, what you doing in there? Sleeping a couple hours? Hell, I've been up. Editing a video, I done played a concert, <laughs> recorded a podcast. You're just sitting there in a the bed snoozing. Drank six beers. Look at you, you damn lazy bastard. I'm drunk as hell and you're sober <laughs> sleeping. Who's having more fun, me or you? I mean, listen, it seems like a war we'd easily win. Hell yeah. I, th- I can't imagine waking up at five in the morning that uh, the rest of your day Ugh. is good. Yeah. That's why they're always in a bad mood. That's why they got to tell people all the shit they, they did. Like, tell please, all the shit. validate me. Mm-hmm. I'm good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Be like, cool if you stayed up late and got drunk. Yeah. Too bad. You're a lame-o. Just like your friends, Uncle Ben. And Hollywood Steve. The host of this week's episode of Dead and Lovely, the greatest horror movie review podcast. We're usually the host of every week's episode. But this week specifically. Oh, no, not me. This is. Oh, you're not. No, no, no this no. is new to you? Yeah, yeah. No, I've never done this. Oh. Jesus. You've been, been talking with... to myself? Yeah. Yeah. I was a good, good, good ghost the oh, whole time. No. What, if, what if you said that and disappeared <laughs> and that was it? <laughs> whole episode. It'd be pretty rad, actually. It'd be pretty fucking cool. We'd probably get a lot of listens for the <laughs> They'd first be like, five It'd be a lot cooler if I could have seen it. It is an audio format show. I heard a whoosh <laughs> go across the microphone. They might have added that in post. I'll take a picture of your empty chair so they know that's how sure. they know and the no button, way i would catch it though there's a mic set up so clearly someone was sitting there right <laughs> and he's got a polar springs water open so we know it was ben couldn't have been anyone else uh-uh. yeah now <laughs> people say it's photoshopped you know what to hell with them to they hell won't even know them. the truth to hell with you <laughs> the truth being that my co-host has been a ghost the entire the time entire time and i guess he fulfilled whatever was, I guess it was just pranking me, right? I'm done here. See ya. 200 plus <laughs> episodes of a podcast. Punked Fuck ya. You. Hey, see you later.
Bye. Yeah, all right. Uh, good prank. <laughs> I'm in for the long joke, man. I'm a regular uh, supernatural Andy Kaufman That's here. That's right, yeah. Also, before I left, I took off my mask, and I was Andy Kaufman. Then I vanished. Yeah, and you wouldn't uh, work to shift at a local restaurant as a busboy. Like Just as a gag. Yeah, sure. Hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. He didn't work here after all. Is that all. Andy Kaufman? No. Huh. Couldn't be. No way. And he's just like, I'm getting them. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the witches. Which witches? The witches. The 1990 witches. The 1990 witches. Not yeah. those newfangled 2020 witches. I think it's 2019. Those either. Witches. Nope. Ain't talking about them neither. Nope. Uh-uh. Not talking about a single witch. No, the two thousand and nine ish or eleven or whenever that came out. You know, it is a little bit pretentious though. Now that I think about it, that, that movie proclaimed itself to be the witch. Like the there witch. are multiple witches in that movie, as we see. Oh, that's a good point. But this bitch is like, no, I'm the witch. Oh, are you? I'm are you a person? The Excuse witch. Me, I, I see you grinding that baby into a paste. <laughs> are you a witch? No. I'm 100% that witch. You're no. One, oh my God. You're the <laughs> witch. The witch. The one. That's very self-important, ma'am. Yeah, well. If I might say so. I also turned a baby into a jelly, so. I am here to burn you at stake. Oh, what? Yeah, you gotta Why? go. Uh, Especially because you're cocky. It's bad enough you're a witch, but you're cocky, <laughs> cocky on top of it. A cocky witch is the worst type of witch. Burn her. <laughs> burn her. <laughs> my spells will keep me alive. <laughs> Flames crack. Oh. Oh, crackle. No. I was wrong. <laughs> what a world. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah, all world. witches say they that before they say die. That, uh-huh. man. They always say that. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that movie. If you want to get onto the movie review portion for you, and it's your first episode. Uh, well, as you probably already figured out, this is not a child-friendly podcast. Even though it's no. a kid's movie, sure. it's not a kid's podcast. Unless yeah, you're mean, really mature. It's friendly to cool kids that cuss. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. If you say, like, hell and damn. Oh, fuck, yeah. Those are our words. Yeah, we say stuff like that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. We're bad boys. Oh, if you're the type to steal your dad's porno mag. Yeah, or take a sip of his beer when he's not looking. Hard-ass kids. So this is a hard-ass kids podcast. Yes. So if you're cool, and those are the ways we define cool. Yeah. Those kids could listen. But if you're a soft kid. Oh, if you just like borrowed your fucking mom's iPhone and you downloaded this and you're like, I want to hear what these men say about the witches because I'm a soft boy. <laughs> I'm a Put sweet it down, son. Soft boy. It's me. I'm a soft boy. My <laughs> hands are, are just light as donuts. Oh, light as donuts. <laughs> I've never worked a day in my life or said a profanity. Yeah, I love donut hands is what you call someone who's never worked a day in their sure. life, of course. <laughs> Very soft. Pillowy. Uh, donut hands. <laughs> I'm going to wait till I'm married before I see a boob. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those soft boys. Wow. Get fuck out. Can you out. imagine that person? I'm going to wait till I'm married to see a boob. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Really? I'm sure. Oh, man. I'm sure there are, man. Mm, I hope some one of, one of them's listening right now and will write in to us like, I waited till I was married to see a boob, <laughs> and it was worth it. <laughs> or overrated. Over, yeah, not as cool Over as I thought. Overhyped. It's kind of like what I have. It's just rounder. <laughs> you know, kind of stuck out more than yeah, what just, I've got. Yeah, a little more fat there. Less hair, I guess. Yeah. But not that big a deal. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Really built it up for himself. Probably got disappointed because it was like 20 years of like thinking about for it. For sure. Yeah. Like, oh man, what's it going to be? Like the pyramids of Giza? Or- right. 
What's it going like to be? Like a great lasers? view of like a mountain view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you expected to see an eagle across the sky. It was just boob. Just boob. Uh, That's enough for me. Just boob. What a terrible thing to say. No such thing as just boob. Okay, unless boob. it was just one in the middle. Oh. I married like this a cy- woman. Cyclo boob? Thinking that she had two boobs the whole time, and I was going to get to see both of them. My wedding night turns out just one singular boob in the she middle. She was a boob clops. Just boob clops. <laughs> boob clops. <laughs> That's a thing. Boob clops. Yeah. Boob clops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a surprise. I feel like you would have noticed. I think, though, honestly. <laughs> Because I have a man brain, even if you did end up marrying this person and they had one singular boob in the middle of their chest, hell, you just you'd turn your eyes crosswise and make it two yourself, <laughs> right? I think you just work extra hard on the one boob. Work hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to a boob? Well, you gotta work. You gotta work those boobs over. Listen, if you're trying to be a sexy man, you work a boob over. Work that boob over. <laughs> the ladies love it. He really worked my boob over Just on the third date. Gave it a real working. <laughs> I can't really describe what it was. Tussled it. <laughs> Just jostled it around. Kinda got rowdy with well, it. But he pushed it. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I just shook it out and he started going crazy on it. <laughs> wow. Those cool kids are getting some good sex tips, too. Oh, yeah, so, they are. Yeah. Those soft boys are definitely very fucking out by now. If we hadn't scared them off before, those soft boys are a goner. Yeah. Hopefully oh, getting turned into... Oh, started talking about boobs. <laughs> or boob, it turned out. Yeah. Just one. Mom, is boob clops a thing? <laughs> I heard these men talking about it. They were hard men, and I'm just a soft boy. <laughs> we should not talk about hard men and soft <laughs> no, boys. No, no. That's in a that bad kind of call. Podcast. No, no, no. Uh uh-uh, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man. Well, I'm sure that the soft boys have gone off and gotten turned into some mice, or oh, maybe yeah. uh, stuck in a painting by now. Sure, yeah. And then the the bad kids are off catching frogs. Yeah, frogs, mm-hmm. frongas. Oh, we got a frog. Let's shoot a slingshot at some cans. That sounds like bad These are boy things stuff. Yeah. Kids do still, right? I'm pretty sure that they do. We're up to date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only it's cans of um uh. Oat milk that is free range. Free range oat milk? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. They didn't pin in that oatmeal. Nope. They let it live its life. (laughs) You can do your thing, oatmeal. Yeah. Then we're going to do the thing that turns you into milk. What is it they do? I I know with nut milk, it's like just soaked in water, right? (laughs) Nut milk? You know what I'm talking about? I got a a much more fun recipe I'll tell you about to make some nut milk, (laughs) soft boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I swear we're not high, by the uh, way. Yeah, well, I, I swear we're a little not. bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how they do that with an oat. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm assume really it's sure. the same thing, just a soaking. Yeah, just a little soaking. Yeah, like the Mormon kids do. Exactly yeah. like they do. <laughs> Dick milk. Just soak that thing. Soak that thing. Do you think it was like ever like slightly erotic whenever Mormons hear about like, oh, I got this new super soaker. They'd be like, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is it soaking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> XP two thousand. Oh, oh, what does that mean? It soaks the shit out of oh, it. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> the barrel is so long and stiff. It's gonna soak <laughs> so much. <laughs> Barrel is so long and stiff. This is how I talked about my water guns when I was a yeah. kid, right? The thing is that 
Yeah, I could see that conversation happening and then the kid pulling out an actual super soaker because Mormons are innocent sometimes. But then he pulls out the super soaker and he says to the other kid, why do you have that boner? <laughs> <laughs> are we playing jumpy jump? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. What? This is no way true. But somebody said at BYU that they'll do the soaking, which in case you don't know what soaking is, it's putting oh put, boy. putting your, your, your dick into a vagina, but not moving it. You don't no like to move it. motion move it. at all. So God can't see it. Oh, yeah. okay. So his movement's based on vision. He's a Tyrannosaurus. Mm-hmm. We've known this for a long time. This is what they don't tell you about Mormonism. <laughs> it's a, God's God a T-Rex. And if you stay still, he don't see you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mormonism started sometime in 1993 after Jurassic Park. I get it. Yeah. So uh, apparently, this is, I think, false. But supposedly somebody tweeted about uh, a... a roommate uh, assisting to soaking people by jumping on the bed i did see this two of the people aren't doing anything but it is creating motion it's like a jump hump yeah yeah Yeah. i would imagine that leads to many a broken dick (laughs) it doesn't seem like it would be all that pleasurable you ever hear that snap in the heat of battle sometimes what? Every now and then you just get that pop where you're like, that was the wrong angle. Oh, I, I mean, I've it's got a good. wrong angle for sure. Yeah. But not a pop. Oh, I've heard a pop. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's what I say. Whoa. I say, oh, dear. Now I am a soft boy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if, if any Mormons are listening now, let me tell you the solution to finding a way to have sex. Just have sex. Just do it. Leave the church and have sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. it responsibly. Sure. And that way you don't have a whole bunch of kids, so you have to go back to the church for assistance. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you just got to live your life like a Mormon being like, fuck. Also, you can drink beer. Also, you can drink beer, which and is coffee. great. Guess what we are going to do? Drink beer. Drink a beer. We're going to fucking drink some beer. Oh, gosh, it's just going to be so good. Let's get into this. Yes. Which one? Do you want to do this guy first? Yeah, let's do that one first. So we've been on this pumpkin beer um, trek for the month of October. I kind of went nuts and bought as many as I could fucking find. And so far, pumpkin nitro cold brew is by leagues the winner. 100%. The fucking best, man. Um, I'm excited to try this out. This is from Weyerbacher, oh. which is my favorite Rammstein album as well. Weyerbacher. They make some good stuff over there. This is their Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It's an 8-percenter mm-hmm. ale brewed with pumpkin and spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, cardamom, cloves, and it should be pretty good. Yeah, sounds good. Let's just find out about it, man. So all the uh, all that, that frisky sex talk we were just having, just remind uh-huh. me, man, I've been listening this week to... Uh, Rhett and Link and uh, their their podcast. Yeah, they they did like an entire month of September where it's just about sex. Okay. Like their podcast, Ear Biscuits. Uh Uh-huh. Sextember. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what they called it. Oh, okay. And uh, it's all about like their their, like, you know, outlooks on sex growing up and what it was like losing their virginity and stuff Mm -hmm. because they were like very, very, very in the church. And then I think it was last year they did that whole like series about deconstructing their yeah, religion uh-huh. and stuff, which was an excellent listen. It was so yeah. great, man. I did check that out. And this like it's like four or five part series about sex they've been doing has been fantastic. It has okay. brought back so many memories of things that I fucking forgot about from also growing up in the southeast and like, you know, the uh, sex evangelical stuff. Christian right. culture and stuff. Like that whole like I Kiss Dating Goodbye book. Do you remember that? Was that like a thing? Well, no, I wasn't religious. I so. just didn't know if you had friends yeah. that had read it or whatever. Uh, probably. 
It was just terrible. It okay. was just awful. And it's one of those things that I was like, I forgot that I had read that and how it indoctrinated me and stuff. Um, but it was just all about, yeah, you know, just um, purity culture oh, okay. shit, you know. Yeah. And uh, they they said apparently the guy that wrote it has since been like, oh, I was fucking wrong about all this. This fucked a lot of people up and like took the book out of publication. Yeah. And has like gone around and made apologies and shit. Well, that's like really this. nice of him because really cool. A lot of people realize that what they've done is wrong and bad, and they're like, well, a lot of money though. So I'll keep doing Let's it. Just keep this rolling here yeah. for a minute. You this know, smells uh, really pumpkin spicy. It does indeed. I definitely recommend listening to that podcast series. Yeah, your biscuits, very very good series. Yeah, this this smells like uh, it's a little very, cloudy. Yeah, it, it's got that uh, sort of amber color but yeah it's not not high on the effervescent i'm definitely getting out. a lot of that cinnamon a lot of that nutmeg and stuff on the nosy mm. see what this guy does for us mm. what do you think about that okay that's um it's like really refreshing oh wow it's like because uh, from the color i thought it'd be a bit uh thicker maybe a bit more of a dark yeah color but it actually is kind of light on it the is. on the palette and kind of like a lot of cinnamon oh yeah yeah, the the spice is there, but like a real clean finish. You know what? It really, honestly, to me, tastes like. And let me ask if you remember these. If this is something your household ever did, because I feel like every like boomer Southern mom made these. Okay. Those Christmas ornaments that were made out of that that hard cinnamon dough. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know uh -huh. what I'm talking about? Yes. This kind of tastes like how those smell. Yeah. Where it's just like mm -hmm. fucking warm cinnamon. Yeah. It it also has that like. And not not in a bad way, but like a uh, um, kind of a air freshener, like a pumpkin spice air freshener kind of potpourri. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. indeed a little potpourriish. This is mm -hmm. not my favorite because I feel like they did go kind of overboard on the spice. Yeah, the beer itself is just kind of plain. Uh, the the beer is just drowned out to me. Yeah, like again, Vibrocker makes some good stuff. I know that we can make a good ale and things like that, but like. This is like just drinking liquid spice to me. Mm -hmm. Kind of glad we're just splitting this bottle. This is actually maybe my least favorite that we've done. Yeah, it's not bad though. No, it's I'm just still drinking not it. Something I would ever get again. No, yeah, uh -uh. not for me, man. Mm -mm. Well, good lordy, man, what a week we have had. It has been a very been fucking one. busy week mm -hmm. over this way, man. I barely had time to watch anything. I've been doing a whole shit ton of work, man. I had yeah. uh, back to back a. Smooth Sailor Yacht Rock concert uh -huh. that I played. It was a okay. three-hour show on the Knoxville Riverboat. Okay. So playing Yacht Rock on a riverboat. On a riverboat, It's yeah. like almost just right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like on a riverboat, you need to play like Proud Mary just over and over and over. Right? Probably. That's yeah. probably the right move. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but that was fun. That was yeah, a good one. And then the very next day, I had a big old skank banger show. Uh, so okay. Very different ensemble. Very different uh, music and stuff like that. My fingers was tired the next I day. I bet. I was a little tired. Yeah, that's a whole lot of twanging. Woo! My, my, my calluses, I said. <laughs> I've got blisters on my fingers. Oh, no. I did say that. No, I didn't say that. No. But I could have. Not true. Uh-uh, it's untrue. Yeah. yeah. No, they're Reporting fake news over yeah, here. Yeah, I'm fake Bringing news fake news here. back. Yeah, let's bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. So past that, I've not had time to really watch a whole lot of anything, man. This week, we mainly have just been kind of like, hey, we got 30 minutes before we got to go to bed. Let's watch a show. Yeah. So we've been watching through some more What We Do in the Shadows. Awesome. Fucking great. Yes. I am absolutely loving it, man. That's awesome. We did get to, I think it's the third episode where you meet the werewolves. Yes. Which was so fucking funny. Yeah. Dude, uh -huh. when he like beats him by throwing that bone over the edge. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, no, Ricky, don't. He just jumps off the edge. Yeah, you got to go after a bone. Just lands down He's there a splat. 
uh, I think it might have been either the same episode or the next episode too, where you had the the guy who's like the um, the energy vampire, uh-huh. and he met that lady at yeah, the Vanessa office. Bear is oh his my girlfriend. god, yeah. who's the emotional vampire or whatever? Yeah. Holy she, fuck! And I've they known have that so battle many of her, Dude, by the way. Both of those, yeah, both, both of, of those, those people. people. Yes. Where it's just like anything you can do to turn it into how like this reminds you of something sad or something shitty happened to me. That's yeah. like this, like. Oh my God! So many people I know that are either yeah. of those characters, and they have that battle where they start like floating, yeah, and they're just like talking about shitty, sad stuff that's happened yeah. or whatever. Oh my God! That's so rad. I loved it, man. So that's been fucking great to watch. I'm gonna keep going with that one right there. Also been watching through all the Bob's Burgers Halloween oh, specials, yeah. Bobby Bergs, which are so fucking good. They man. really are. Yeah, they're so fucking funny. And you know, by now I've seen all of them like four or five times each. Yeah. Except for the newest one, except which for the just newest came one, out. I've not watched it yet. It's good. Yeah, I mean, not a surprise, but it's good. Yeah, shocker. It's got Gail it's in fantastic. it. Anyone with Gail, I'm. Su- I, I, love, I Gail love Gail and Linda together. I yes. think they're so fucking funny. Yeah. I think Gail and Bob together are oh, just hilarious. hilarious. Yes. Bob can't even handle how <laughs> sad her fucking is. Yes. That episode where he has to go over there and help her get her cat, uh-huh. and she has like the fucking little kid pool in her yes. living room because so, she shaves her legs in there while she yeah. watches TV. But there's oh, something man. about like, she buys cheap razors, so she cuts herself all the time. <laughs> Bob is like that's. That's just unbelievably sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking funny, man. So, yeah, I've been watching through those. We also watched that Netflix Bob Ross documentary. Okay, I haven't seen this one. How this is. Um, It's really, really good. Okay. It's really, really, really good. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where you're just like, man, this guy was just really passionate about what he did and yeah. seemed to be a really sweet, awesome guy that, yeah. like, genuinely just wanted to teach people to paint and got kind of wrapped up in this corporate money-making structure that just kind of ate him alive, basically. Uh. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what. It also makes me just, like, all the more firm in my stance that I am happy that I have turned down so many offers of people that have been like, hey, come work on my platform and do blah, blah, blah. It's made me really happy I've said no to literally all of them. Yep, I do it all the time for the podcast as well. We get invited to so much shit all the time, and it's just like, no. We'll do our own thing. Have the Freemasons ever asked us? If the Freemasons cool. ask, obviously, you know. Or the Shriners. Ooh, get to the wear Shriners. those fences and ride around the little cars. That's just fun. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> no, but I, like anybody wants us to be a part of a network or anything. It's like, no. we. I don't see what the benefit is yeah. for us. Like That just ties us to other people's opinions, and it's like, we can do our own thing. Yeah. And obviously, for you, it's, it's worked out really well. It's working out so for the so show good, as well. So. But, dude, I'm telling you this. If you're listening, don't buy anything that has the name Bob Ross on it. Like, okay. his family and his estate are making nothing off of any of that shit. Art supplies, mm-hmm. Halloween costumes, fucking the b- little Bob Ross mints, like anything. Yeah. They don't make a fucking dime off of it. The entire thing was a really shitty, like, sad story. So, uh, Yeah, no, I've been, Bummer. like... I don't think I've ever bought a Bob Ross thing, but I've certainly seen them at like art stores and stuff oh, yeah, a lot. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, huh. so don't support that stuff, man. Okay. Other than that, the only thing that I, I think I'd like to update us on too is just to say that like I'm trying to fucking get my ass back in gear. Yeah. And get in that damn kitchen and do some more cooking and stuff, man. Oh yeah. I feel like we used to talk about cooking and stuff a lot more. Yeah. And I feel like, especially because I live in the city and stuff, the temptation just to be like, oh, we haven't eaten here this week. Let's go eat out and stuff. Yeah, you're next to so many many great restaurants. And honestly, too, it kind of started because right after we moved to the city, obviously the pandemic started Mm -hmm. and all these restaurants were like super struggling to keep the doors open. So you want to help out. Yeah, that's kind of how it started where it was just like, well, for one, I don't want to go to the grocery store if I can help it. Right. 
And also, I don't want to see these restaurants go under. So yeah. let's eat out. You want know, them to be there. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm just like, dude. You know, even though when we eat out, we're not eating at you know fucking Hardee's and McDonald's and stuff like that. Right. Any eating out is less healthy than eating at home. Oh yeah, yeah. They're making it so that you want to eat more. They make of it, it taste real yeah. good. Yeah. So lots of salt, a lot of butter. Oh the yeah. The good stuff. The good stuff, yeah. man. So I'm just trying to get back in the habit of cooking on the reg. Have you been doing much kitchen action yourself? I have been cooking here? a lot more later yeah? recently. Yeah, I've been mean, making on. Uh, the thing is, throughout the pandemic, I was I was cooking. I didn't. I don't. You're think a country I, boy. You're doing that yeah, country no, I mean, there are some good restaurants in my neighborhood, but mostly it's just franchises and stuff. Uh, so, but uh, you know, I just try to avoid any of that. But uh, recently, I've because like through the pandemic, I just got in a rut of like uh, protein. Uh, you know, some some starchy vegetables, some some uh, less starchy vegetables. Put it in my mouth. Yeah. Shovel it in my mouth. Get it done. Meat rig. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been trying to cook more recently. Especially, I made I made a uh, curry the other day. That, dude, I've moved away from all ideas of like curry I've ever seen. Okay. So like I, I've started like making each individual pe like element of the curry in a separate way to add the most flavor say what so like roasting certain vegetables ah uh, not just letting them stew in the not sauce just like them stew in the sauce Ooh. yeah um i also like i've started i i've been on this kick for like a month and a half two months where i make caramelized onions and peppers like every few days yeah yeah So like, i'll spend 45 minutes making caramelized onions and peppers so i have them for every single well, you meal. can slap that shit in an omelet. You can slap yeah. it on any meat, and it's going to be awesome. Exactly. And so, like, but my wife doesn't like the texture of either of those things. And I was making this curry, and I was like, idea. What if I blend them up oh, there into you go. The, the sauce? Yeah. So I blended them up into the sauce and, like, finished it with, like, some Irish butter and, like, oh, got this yeah. just perfectly creamy mm. curry sauce with, uh, you know, some some chicken that I'd made in the tradition. I think the traditional method of throwing raw chicken into the boiling curry mm -hmm. is the way to do it. That's like, usually what I do. Yeah. I've done, I've done the like sear it. So you get more flavor and stuff, but I don't think it has the right texture. I think it yeah. has to get that like boil in the curry sauce. I think so, yeah. man, that, that is the way. Yeah. But that with like roasted vegetables and stuff like, ah, it's so fucking good. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, I love curry. Curry is one of my absolute favorite things. Me too, man. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get back in the groove of spending more time in the kitchen, making some food rigs and stuff. Of course, it's fucking busy as I say. It's ridiculous to try to do that, but. It's important, and it's for my health. Yeah, and it's fun. I like cooking a whole lot. I love like, cooking. It's like meditative to me. That's the thing to me, too, that I've, I think I've really missed out on is just like how fun it is to spend a couple hours listening to a podcast or just having a movie on or something. Yeah, and just tearing up the kitchen. Chopping stuff up, boiling, searing. Mash them, sticking them in a stew. Exactly. All the things you love to do with potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> How you been this week, man? You been watching anything good? Oh, Doing man. some cool stuff? Uh, I've, I've watched a lot of stuff. Uh, though, I was supposed to have jury duty this week. Signed up for jury duty. Um, the way they do it is the most nerve-wracking shit if you have anxiety. You have no idea when you're supposed to come in. They just text you at 4.30 the day before to tell you if you're Handy. supposed to come in. Cool. Keep your whole schedule clear. Yeah, so I got a text at 4.30 on Friday saying that uh, these certain groups were supposed to come in on Monday. And it wasn't 
my group wasn't included. So I was like, okay, that's good. I don't have to go on on Monday. So I can just, you know, enjoy my weekend. Then on Monday at 4.30, I get the text saying that the juries have been set and that the, it didn't need to come in the next day. I'm like, sweet. Fuck Sick, yeah. Dude, they texted you and they are like, already decided to kill him. Don't even bother yeah, coming. no worries. He's toast. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, today I was like, fuck. It's, it's nice that I, I definitely have Tuesday off so we can record, but what's going to happen tomorrow? Am I going to need to go to bed immediately when I get home? Oh, or yeah. Uh, so I got a text at 4.30 that said, juries have been set. You are dismissed from jury duty. And I was like, fuck yes. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so Spring my, break. My week went from stressful, anxiety-ridden nonsense about jury duty to just like, oh, fuck yes. I don't have to think about that, and I don't have to get jury duty for five years. I don't have to do that <laughs> fucking thing. Dude, it's the best. Because <laughs> like the stress it put me under, knowing that I definitely won't have to do, deal with that for five years is so cool. Five years? Yeah, once you've signed up for jury duty and like either been picked or been cleared, you, you can't get it again for five years. Really? Here in this area. I don't know if it's like that everywhere. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm, uh, at least for the next five years, don't have to worry about jury All right. So, Nailed it, man. <laughs> there you go. Sweet. But I've been watching a lot of stuff, though. I um, I watched Batman, The Long Halloween 1 and 2. Ah, I want to check this out because I yeah. love the graphic novel. The graphic novel, the 97 graphic novel, I have not read. I read a synopsis of it, and it, it's pretty close to the graphic novel. Sweet. I wonder um, if they captured the art style because the art style in the original dude, is so cool. The scarecrow bits are fucking amazing. Yeah? Yeah. It, 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 um, because it's a, it's a new... Because I, I talked about the DC animated universe that i had been watching that was like the new 52 and it, it ended last year and they've started up a new dc animated universe that has had like uh, a superman and then just justice society of america installment and then this was batman and so like they did the long halloween storyline but also used it as a way to introduce batman's rogues gallery okay so that it's like cool. now part of their animated universe yeah. so i think it worked really well and Highly recommend, like, if you like Batman, it's got good Halloween-y vibes, but it is more, like, it's not really about Halloween. Yeah, yeah. It's like the holiday killers. It starts on Halloween, and it ends on a Halloween, but... It, it's kind of it, like White Christmas. It's kind of like White Christmas? Yeah, it starts okay. at Christmas, and it ends at Christmas, but there's so much not-Christmas bullshit in okay. there. It's not really a good Christmas movie, Kate and Jesse. Oh, damn. It's name dropping. Oh, oh, wait. Sorry, ow. sorry. I dropped a name back there. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, Batman Long Halloween 1 and 2, I, I enjoyed. They're on HBO Max if nice. you want to check them out. Uh, I also watched VHS 94. Which because we just VHS, VHS was so good, and <laughs> well, we loved it. Well, we loved VHS 2. We do love VHS yeah, 2. Yeah, VHS 2. I did not like VHS Viral. I didn't, didn't get into it. it. Uh, but, you know, I, I love a horror anthology, so Me I was like, too. I'll give it a shot. I always want to give them a shot. That's yeah. the thing. is like Even if I didn't like previous installments, I'm just like, but I love anthologies. Maybe this one will be good. Yeah. Um, I think this one is. Okay. I think it's a good... Um, is it like set in 1994? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So, like, basically, it gives you a good excuse for why it's all VHS, but it's obviously not VHS. <laughs> like, and that's why everybody in the movie is like, I already miss Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Man, oh. 
Oh, bummer. If only he hadn't killed himself. Obviously, it wasn't Courtney. No evidence would point to that. They were in love. That would never happen. <laughs> never. Um, The third segment of VHS 94, uh, it's, it's directed by the guy who co-directed the cult one from VHS 2. Which I love. Which is amazing. Bonkers. And I would say that... His segment in VHS 94 is the best segment of any of the VHS ones. Holy shit. I think so. Wow. It was so fucking wild. Like, I I'm interested now. Yeah, I, I at the very least see that. But I, th- I think overall, it's got a, a short bit directed by uh, Stephen Kostansky of Psycho Gorman. No shit. Yeah. Well, now I'm definitely fucking interested. It's then. not a full like segment. It's like a commercial in a segment. Sweet. But it's, it's funny. So Love it. Yeah. I recommend it. It's it's on Shutter, so check that out. Uh, I rewatched the Final Girls because I couldn't think of anything else to watch one day, and I was like, "It's fucking October. I gotta watch horror." It's fun. It's amazing. That's I a love fun it. movie, man. I enjoy that. And we did yeah. that on the show a while back. Yeah, it's been a while. I I love that movie. It makes me cry every time. So, oh, you big sis, you big yeah. soft boy. That's me. I'm a soft. Yo, boy. soft boy. <laughs> I also watched Satanic Panic, which I know you've seen. Yeah, I watched that last year sometime. It was just one of those, like, oh, I'll put something on while I'm working out on the yeah. elliptical or whatever. And I, I thought it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I thought the ending was pretty shitty. That's uh, where it kind of was just like, oh, this is a really cheap movie. Um, I think I the ending was a bit of a, a, tw- a swerve, I think. I like I liked it overall. I th- I thought it was good, but uh, I I would still watch it again. Oh yeah, I, I thought it was very fun. Also, it's written by Grady Hendrix, who wrote the Southern uh, Book Club's Guide to Slaving Vampires, which we did on the Jack of All Graves That's Book Club right. a couple months ago. Well, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, and oh, cool. watching it, I've only read one of his books, but watching it, I was like, oh, he has a particular style, huh? So it kind of it kind of came out. It makes me want to read some of his other books. Nice. So I'm gonna check those out. Good deal. Um, I also watched the Muppets, uh, haunted mansion. That just I've came been out. wanting to watch this, man. Watch I, it. I hope it's just fun, right? It is just fun. Yeah, forty nine minutes of fun. Okay, count yeah. me in, man. Yeah, if you like the haunted mansion ride, apparently I got love a it. Ton of connections to the haunted mansion oh, ride. Hell yeah, man. Uh, you also, you know, you just got uh Gonzo in there with Pepe. They're the the main characters, so oh, they're fun. Oh really? Yeah, I love Pepe. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to watch that, man. I was hoping that it'd be a good time. It is. It's fun. The songs are fun, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. The Kermit voice they got going these days is something. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't I've know. noticed that in other stuff where it's just like, you think this sounds like Kermit? Because it doesn't. Because it kind of doesn't. It kind of doesn't sound like Kermit. I've heard yeah. other people do better Kermit impressions. Yep. <laughs> like, much better. Yeah. 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 I why they're doing that. I don't know. Um... Also, then, because I have never seen it, I watched The Haunted Mansion from, like, 2004 with Eddie Murphy. I have never seen this either, which doesn't make sense because I love the fucking Haunted Mansion at Disney. I I love Eddie Murphy, so I was like, well, uh, give it a shot, and guess what? It's fun. It's a good time? darker than I thought it was going to be. Oh. Yeah, a bit darker. There's some moments that are like, oh, and the effects are by Rick Baker. Oh shit! Yeah, so the practical effects are really good. The CGI awesome. is rubbery, two thousand four ish, yeah, you know. But yeah. the practical effects look really good, well, especially damn. like the skeleton army that comes out. They're they're creepy. Spoilers. Oh shit! Skeleton <laughs> army. Also, uh, wanted to update. I 
I talked about Marvel What If probably a month and a half ago or something and said that it was all right. I was wrong. Uh-oh. Um, I didn't realize that they were building to something. I thought it was just going to be some individual What If episodes. That's what I figured, too, yeah. Yeah, but in fact, they have an overall story going that involves the Watcher way more than you would think. Really? And it gets real good. Whoa. So I... I, I I recommend it, and I think it ties in to like Loki and stuff. So oh shit, um, I'm and, really they've announced excited. The second season, so check it out. I'm they, really excited just to see what Marvel is fucking doing for this yeah. next phase. I'm so stoked on Me it, too. man. I, I think what happened with What If is that the first the first one is the you know What If Sharon Carter were Captain America, and it's good, it's fine, but it's like okay, where's this going? Yeah. Uh, and then the next one was, what if Black Panther was Star-Lord? And it's like, good, fun episode. And? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but eventually it does build to something. And we've all gotten overall story. I think, too, we've all gotten so used to the fact that all the Marvel stuff ties in together. Exactly. Yeah, and so that was kind of my thing where it's like, okay, this is fine, but it's like, what's the point? Doesn't do anything for the MCU. But I think it does. Oh. Yeah. So well, color me out. intrigued. So I watched a lot of stuff, it seems. Yeah, and you yeah. guys did some uh, streaming chatting oh, as well. Yeah, we screamed, chat. we screamed, we chatted, uh, we watched the Joe Bob Halloween special that was, the first one was Angel, which is not a that. horror movie. It's an exploitation movie. But Joe Bob says it's a horror movie, and if Joe Bob says it's a horror movie, I accept it. Okay. Um, It's an exploitation Angel? movie. It's, it's kind of about, like... It's about a young girl who is a prostitute and a guy who is killing people that she is connected with. Hmm. It's it was bo- I found it boring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Um and then uh he also showed Terror Train which has a Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Man, I have started that movie like two or three different it's times cuz I'm like I want to see an early Jamie Lee Cur- Curtis horror movie that right. I've not seen. And I start it, and then I'm just like, you know, this isn't the mood I'm feeling. Then I'll right. watch something else. So I've never fucking finished it. It has a long bit of David Copper David Copperfield doing magic, like actual David Copperfield. Yeah. Like why? For well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but for a twist, is he <laughs> still alive? I think so. Wasn't he married to Claudia Schiffer? He was. I do recall and he that. Made, he made a boat disappear. And he <gasps> made the Statue of Liberty disappear. He hates freedom. Clearly he does. Or I hadn't thought about it that way. Ooh. Which one was it? Or the David French. Copperfield. Mm. Probably. You know what? Actually, he was like, listen, guys, I know the French gave this to us, but like, did we really have to keep it up all year? I don't need your handouts, France. <laughs> Take it back. We did, didn't we? Give them a smaller version of it as like a gift right. at one point. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I've just not heard Sightner sound of David Copperfield in quite some time. <gasps> Maybe he made David Copperfield disappear. Whoa! Now that would be. He's a gonna sick reappear trick. just suddenly on like a David Blaine special. Oh, and crossover. everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> He's 150 years old. Oh God, he just and died. And Chris Angel comes out mind free. Mind free. <laughs> Wow. I'm here for that. Sounds that happens, like a star-studded event. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. So, yeah, those those are all the things I done seen. What I'd, about a Critters? You guys did a Critters, oh, didn't yeah, you? we did Critters on Ice Cream Sunday. Um, when's the last time you movie. saw a Critter? It has been an eternity. It is actually, you know what? I'm wondering if I've ever watched the whole movie now. 
every time I watch it, from childhood to adulthood, every time I've seen it, I am flabbergasted to be reminded that it opens like Star Wars in some ways. Like, there are all these, like, weird alien creatures and stuff and, like, oh. alien politics going on. I do not remember this. And it's just like, what the fuck? And then it's like, oh, but now critters. <laughs> anyway, critters. Anyway, critters. Every single time blows my mind that they, because they put too much into it, it seems like. But then watching it this time, I was like, actually, it reminds me of Psycho Goreman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what if uh, the opening of Critters influenced the opening of Psycho Gorman? I'd like to know that. Yeah, me too. Overall, pretty good, though? Oh, it's still, you know, it's, I mean, it's not terrible. It's, um, they they look too cute, I think. They are kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, the gremlins are gross and ugly. And then the Critters are like, they're supposed to be ugly, but they just kind of look like, Messed up teddy bears. Yeah, maybe you snuggle on them a yeah, little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just rough them up a little bit. Oh, you... It's like it was a boob. Also, it's they're like, too rah, 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 rah. small. They're just too small to be a threat, I feel like. Yeah. It'd be like if like Gremlins was about Mogwais coming after you. Very You'd be like, Oh, no. Cuddle me to death. Oh, <laughs> get over here. Get over here. Let me wrestle you a little bit. You little cutie. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah but Critters is still fun. Right on, man. Steve, I think I need something to wash that potpourri taste right out of yeah. my face. That that thing was okay, but by the end there, I was just a little cinnamoned out. Yeah, it did get very cinnamony. Simile. So now we got us a little three-notched brewing company. This comes from Don, I believe. Thanks, Don. Virginia. Thank you, Don. It's a Campfire Biggie S'mores Imperial Stout. My God. And uh, I thought this would go well with a child's movie. A yeah. child's beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a beer for boys. 8%. <laughs> Little boys and girls can enjoy this 8% beer. Yeah. I hope this is awesome because, God damn it, do I ever love a fucking s'more. Do you? I, I, I don't love, love marshmallows. I do like s'mores. I don't, I, that's the thing. I don't really yeah. like marshmallows that yeah. much. But you toast one of them motherfuckers. It is better. Woo! It is a lot better. And I'll tell you this too, man. I've tried to upgrade the s'more. I have By tried fixing, using, getting better chocolate. Yeah, cetera. exactly. Yeah. Not better. Yeah. It needs to be shitty Hershey's chocolate. That acidic sort of chocolate. Kind of yeah. burnt tasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it just really does need that to me. Okay. I don't think there's any gilding I don't think I've ever lily. tried a better chocolate with it. Now, Kate will put a peanut butter on a s'more. I say that's just too much. Ooh. Actually. She says it's just barely enough. I mean, I have definitely done peanut butter, chocolate, and graham crackers just Oh, yeah. For eating For fun. Times. Yeah, for eating times and fun. Uh, yeah, I can see that being good. With marshmallow? You know what? My wife's probably hearing this and being like, why did I ever think of that? There you go. Uh, but she probably has because she loves peanut butter. I also love a peanut yeah, butter I'm for a sure. This thing smells awesome. Yes, it does. It almost has like a toasty, smoky yeah, smell. Say. Like a little campfire kind of smell to it. that in there. Huh. Where'd it is come from? very fucking dark. But quite effervescent, actually. It's got a little bit of foam going on on top of here. Yeah. I hope that this thing does have that marshmallowy, graham crackery yeah. thing on top Let's of a chocolatey stout. I hope that it's awesome because when you say s'more stout, my big toe shoots up in my boot. Ooh, buddy. What do you think about that? Well, one, it is chocolatey and stouty. I'm trying to get that roasted mar. There's definitely a roasted flavor. Mm. I don't know if it's marshmallow. What? It's oh. smoky. It is smoky, yeah. It's got that like campfires, and I guess that's 
maybe what they're going for with the campfire Biggie S'mores. Like, it's got that sort of campfire feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. But not in a bad way. Mainly chocolate and smoke is what mm-hmm. I get out of it. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I'm into it. We're kind of getting into that early, you know, autumnal, october weather and stuff here in Tennessee. It's been a little bit cloudy, a little bit gloomy. I've been listening to some Opeth, as I yeah. usually do this time of year. Kind of setting the mood, getting things a little bit bleak, a little spooky-like. Uh-huh. So having a good old campfire beer here is working pretty good well, for me. Well, we'll know if it's got that graham cracker profile to it if neither of us masturbates tonight. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Because the graham cracker was originally invented to tame the passions that that's very true you gotta tame those passions <laughs> if, if you eat something that's too good you're obviously gonna want to fuck i just gotta beat this thing real quick <laughs> damn that's a good pie excuse me y'all excuse me i just gotta have a minute here. i just gotta go to the bathroom and just pull one out just yank this thing so they're all like wait oh hold on i need to too the ice cream's gonna melt we all can't do it at the same time <laughs> oh fuck it let's just all do it together oh thanksgiving oh, is crazy oh, whipped cream why did he do that, though, and then go and make something as good as a graham cracker? Because, golly, graham crackers gee, are pretty good. I, I, I love think that cracker. the original graham cracker recipe was a far less tasty. It was probably made with a lot more bigotry and yeah. racism. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It said, like, two ounces racism. Heaping helping. Yeah. Heaping cup full Just bigotry. yell terrible words at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two it'll, sticks it'll of seep in. puritanical hatred. <laughs> Two sticks. That's you a lot. You know you've got a fucked up recipe book when you see that in there. That's true, man. But, you know, you got to make graham crackers somehow. That's true. <laughs> and I'll tell you what else is fucked up. Mm. The way this movie got a kid, got some dang old dead-ass parents in it. He does have some dead fucking parents. Woo, man. They're so dead. They're fucking dead as shit. Like, yeah. his parents... You know, they, they go off on that on that little uh, uh, evening of theirs. Yeah. They're all dolled up. They're all dressed up. They're getting mm-hmm. a fancy car drive off. They fucking die. Let's go out on a Norway date, they say to each other. A die date, it's known we'll as. We'll have some uh, lutefisk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And some flavorless grain alcohol. Yep. Sounds fun. Stuff like that. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll- God, we're dead. Oh, no. Fuck. Oh, we're fucking dead now. I didn't expect this, nor did I want it. Dude, I'll tell you what, it got me thinking about, mm-hmm. man, how dead are those parents? Right. And are there any parents that are fucking deader? Hmm. You ever thought about that? That is an interesting thing to consider. Because you can say, like, oh, yeah, my parents are dead. Mm-hmm. How dead are they, though? Because yeah. my parents are dead as shit. Are yours dead as shit? Oh, I'll be the judge of how fucking dead they are. <laughs> and uh, so will you as we go through this list. A fucking deadest parents right here in the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. Oh. Dead parents dead edition. <laughs> this is moved beyond dead. Dead. Yeah. To dead, dead, and mom. <laughs> Some of the moms sounded more like Tom DeLonge or something. <laughs> mom. <laughs> I left her roses by the stairs. <laughs> Surprises. Let me know. She cares. <laughs> Do I do a black metal version of that song now? That I probably do. Pretty rad. I honestly. probably do it. Say it ain't so. I will not go. <laughs> pretty metal wait. when you when say it with that wait. voice. It's yeah, kind of metal. I might need to do this. Maybe yeah. this is a Patreon perk or something. That sounds awesome. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs>
And then we'll use the Patreon money to buy me some fucking Ludens. Yeah, you'll need them. I'll need them. I'll need the Ludens <laughs> to to calm my soft boy throat off. What is, I mean, what is the secret to the metal voice? What Like, is it just drink a lot of whiskey after the show or... You know, that's a good question, actually, because whatever the secret is, I have not figured it out. Right. As I shred my voice any time I attempt to right. do a classic metal scream. Same. Do some screamo, as the kids mm-hmm. say. The kids Doing love some screamo. screamo. The soft boy just perked up. He was like, oh, you're talking screamo? Oh, I love the screamo, baby. Yeah, like, screamo's great. Slipknot. Yeah, my and, favorite. Um, Dude, I, I, I had a student years ago, like, I recommended they check out fucking Mashuga, and they're like... Uh-huh. You know, I'm not usually into Screamo, but they were pretty cool. Oh, little boy. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because young people, I guess, hear anything with, like, screaming in the vocals, and they call it Screamo. Yeah, I did have a kid call uh, Dillinger Escape Plan Screamo. Screamo band. Dillinger Escape. Dillinger Escape Plan. Known for their Screamo. Damn it. (laughs) And this is why old people hate young people. It's true. Because they don't know shit. It's true. They don't know. It's true. We got to teach them, but then, like, they're always like, I know everything. I've been here longer than you. I'm, listen, we're already fed up with being parents, and we don't have kids. We don't even have kids, man. Holy shit. Can't imagine. Uh uh. Can you imagine being a fucking dead ass parent, though? That'd be, you know what? Probably easier than being an alive ass parent. God, that's probably true, actually. (laughs) When you look at it that way, what a gift. What a gift. What a gift. gift. Dead. Let's go ahead and knock out one of the most well-known pairs mm-hmm. of fucking dead parents that there is. Oh, yeah. It's a couple of parents yep. that died so bad that they made a superhero. Yep, they Let's did. Talk about Batman's parents. Yep. Martha and Thomas Wayne, just outside Martha. the Mask of Zorro what did or you say? whatever. Martha. Martha is Martha. my mom's name. Oh, Holy shit, I'm Superman. That's my mom's name, too. Do we just become best friends? Bro, do you want to lick each other's taints? Dude, that actually got greenlit to be in that movie. And people love it, too. There are people that love it. Do they actually? Yes, there are people that love Snyder's DC. Why? I don't know. Why do they hate being happy? I don't know. But maybe they're in the same boat as Batman, who hates being happy. Because his parents were killed in front of him by Joe Chill. Oh, God damn, my parents are dead and they left me all this money. Now i got to beat up people that steal loaves of bread and stuff. <laughs> he really Said is Batman. the worst, that Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Like, they, they always avoid the major story of Batman being that he's kind of the problem. I mean, they did it in Dark Knight. Joker kind of pointed it out. But True. that we were supposed to see that as wrong. Oh, yeah. He was wrong about Joker that. Joker was wrong. But in fact, he's right. Because that, that, that Bruce Wayne, he's real fucked up from his parents. That would be cool, dead. though, if there was like one day a Batman universe where they kind of reverse it. And it's just like, yeah, he inherited this money and he uses it to more like Robin Hood, like steal from the rich, give to the poor kind of thing. Yeah, that's what, um, it's Green Arrow. He's super yeah, rich. There you but go. He, yeah, he does that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would like, I'd like them to examine more. And maybe they have in the comics because I, I, I don't keep up that much anymore but uh maybe they have in the comics explored maybe. how he's like he could solve a lot of these problems <laughs> instead of just exacerbating them so that he can fight criminals i mean don't get me wrong i feel bad for the guy he was just oh, a boy he was just a soft boy whenever his parents yeah. were gunned down in crime mm-hmm. alley crime they shouldn't have been walking there but let's just let's be real here mm-hmm. he sure did make a big deal out of it and hang on to it for fucking ever when 
I mean, were they really that dead? Did they get deaded <laughs> that bad? Uh, it's a good question. Those pearls hit the floor and that's stuff. True. I get it. Very dramatic. But there, there, there was no like final line from his dad or his mom. Man, so like they really. were pretty much just dead instantly. They just kind of got smoked and they just got shot by gun. Yeah, not too bad. Shot by gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There are deader parents out there. There's for deader sure. parents mm. out there. I think so, man. Okay, so let's talk about a couple more here that we got that are pretty fucking dead. Yeah. Okay. What do you know about the boy that lived? Uh huh. Yeah, his parents didn't. They did not live. Nope. <laughs> the parents that died, <laughs> the they're known as. Died. <laughs> the boy yeah. that lived. The parents that didn't <laughs> is the full title. You know, and the thing is. They also got smoked pretty quick with an Avada Kedavra. They did. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't really much, you know, fucking brutality involved right there. There was a little more of a chase between, because Vold- as far as I remember, Voldemort killed James and then had to come after Lily upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yep. A little bit more of a action to it. I guess so. But not too much. Yeah, because from what I understand, like, when you get Avada Kedavra, you're just kind of out. That's it. Kathang. But then, too, okay, they weren't really that dead. They even come back whenever the, the wand is, like, spitting out That's all their souls point. and They're stuff. still chilling. Yeah. You can see them if you look in the mirror of Irised. Yeah. And you want to see them. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Bruce Wayne, he can't just go see his mom and dad in a mirror somewhere. I'm going to say that Harry Potter's parents are less dead. Less dead than Batman's. Yeah. They're less mm-hmm. dead. Yep. Again, they're pretty well fucking smoked. Yeah. That's true. They ain't here no more. No, but there's no still more. traces. Also, too, Wizarding World, you got fucking moving photographs of them and stuff. Come on. Yeah. Basically, no one dies in the Wizarding World. You can get turned into a dang old painting. Sounds great. Because they sometimes can go from one painting to another painting. That's true. Now, the paintings and the witches sound a lot less fun. Yes. <laughs> it seems we'll like talk you, about that. You don't wander around in those. No. You're just kind of there for a while. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Can't wait to talk about it. I think Harry Potter's parents could have been deader. Yeah, for sure. They could have been fucking yeah. dead. Now, Bambi's parents. Oh, buddy. I mean, they're toast. Listen, it, it's like every Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Lilo and Stitch, fucking uh, Finding Nemo. Like, right. there's always a, a dead parent or two sure. laying around there. But rarely do we have to watch one of them die like Woo. we do with, say, Mufasa and, uh-huh. and yep. Bambi's mom. Now, we don't know anything about Bambi's dad, do we? I, he likes to fuck, I guess. <laughs> His name's Buck, and he likes to fuck. <laughs> ben- <laughs> he would be a Buck. Uh-huh. It's a deer. <laughs> That's stupid. (laughs) So I got to assume maybe Bambi's not an orphan. He's just estranged from his dad. I bet, though, his dad's fucking noggin and his antlers are hanging on some fucking dude's wall somewhere for sure. Probably. Because that hunter was out there, you know. He can't be the only one shooting at deer. Surely not. (laughs) I'm just saying, though. Bambi seeing his mother die in front of him is probably about as brutal as Batman. It's pretty fucking brutal, man. But Batman, he had to see two parents die in front of him. It's true. So his is worse. I I still, but. I don't know, though, because listen to this. Okay. And again, this is kind of going back to rules about um, getting eaten by a shark and stuff like that. Bambi's mom might have got shot, strung up, thrown in the back of a pickup truck, gone over to the processing house cut up into meats, Ooh. got eaten, and turned into poop. That's okay, and we said that's, that's dead as, as, as you get. Yeah. That's Kittner boy dead. Yeah. You're shark shit, dude. You're shark shit, yeah. 
So yeah, okay, she's way deader. She's then. fucking toast. She's so fucking dead. I'm gonna say that even though we don't really know what happened to Bambi's dad, like probably dead, probably dead. Yeah. But the fact that mom got turned into fucking human poop. Yeah, that's the worst. That kind of makes up for it. Yeah. Bambi's pulling ahead in the lead here so far. <laughs> Poor Bambi. I'm just saying. Now, there's a lot of other heroes and stuff what got dead families. Sure. You know? Yeah. Spider-Man, for example. Yep. His parents, uh, as far as we know, I think there is a storyline where they're like uh, uh, secret agents or something, but basically they just die off screen and we don't know much about them. Yeah. I never really got to the bottom of that where I'm just like, how did they die exactly? Right. I guess I wasn't around for that era of the comics or whatever. But we also got to pull pull out the uncle ben multiplier yeah dude where he also feels responsible for a surrogate parent mm-hmm. so he's got three dead parents now that's super sloppy double dead <laughs> for sure for fucking for sure real. he's sliding through the gack oh find the fucking flag up the nose thing yeah. and all that oh no no there's just dead parents in here oh no, no. and dead other family oh no this is the worst <laughs> why am i playing this game mark summers you are the devil <laughs> yeah so okay yeah spider-man's got some pretty, pretty dead fucking, fucking parents dead. i've also yeah. got the issue of the comic book where aunt may originally died Oh, yeah. I've got that with the big tombstone. Yeah, and didn't he on the front. fix that by making a deal with Mephisto or something? Yeah, probably. And yeah, it was like a real bad storyline, I remember. Yeah, there were some real bad storylines yeah. back then that just weren't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That probably ties into that. Yep. <laughs> I can't remember how she died. Probably just of old age, because in the comic books, she was always just like ancient a billion. shit. Yeah, and then they were like Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Hell and yeah. And we all were like, okay, thank you. Fine. Yes, wonderful. No complaints. <laughs> no. Not complaining about that at all. Superman, another mm. hero who's just like, oh man, my family's very fucking gone. Maybe yeah. I'll be a hero. Not just gone, though. Like, exploded Woo. in space. Along with every other member of his fucking Anyone race. he even knew. I mean, he was a baby, but anyone he could possibly be related to deader than shit except of course his cousin uh supergirl and I, I, is he related to zod Hell, those people somehow know. survived they got out yeah. one way or another but man everybody else mm-hmm. they got done explodermed yeah he may he may have it the worst though he wasn't old enough to process it and he only got to kind of process it as like a a his, history taught to him That's by true. how can he miss it if he never knew it i i don't know i don't know if he's as bad as say our spoiler man yeah or, or, or bambi a, or a bambi bambi got it pretty rough right uh-huh. there same with thor you know he's got his fucking he's got his parents that are damn norse gods and goddesses exactly but they're gone too and where have they gone where'd they go because they're supposed, they're in the Norse heaven. Yeah, they're in the afterlife anyway. Yeah. So where does where does where does his mom go? Where does his dad go when they die? To the after party, in the hotel lobby. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. They're fucking doing shooters. Hopefully, R. Kelly's not there. They're partying. There's a strobe light. The <laughs> yes, music is very loud. That is really one of the major elements of the after strobe light party of of the of the Norse heaven is strobe light yeah i'm gonna say that they're pretty lightly dead though yeah you're already in the afterlife and you're like the fucking odin all father and, and stuff like it's that it's all like a cyclical tale too yeah. like they're probably coming back in some way i've seen dead or Thor. yeah for sure i know you want to be sad about it and stuff i'm so sad about my mother dying. Oh, i've seen fucking deader yeah for sure i'll tell you what sometimes your parents 
are fucking so dead. Mm -hmm. They're so toast. Right. That you go on to create a a restaurant food chain (laughs) where you make square burgers that hang off the sides of your round buns, Steve. We know they can make a square bun. We've seen a crystal. We've seen a white castle. They can make square bun. But Dave Thomas of Wendy's refused. (laughs) He said no. My parents are too dead to have a square bun, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Who can think about the shape of the bun right now? My parents have died. (laughs) He talked about a bunch of fake people, and they were like, well, Dave Thomas as well. I mean, I've never met him. And he's dead, so he's not going to get too offended. (laughs) And if if his relations get offended, it's like, well, you didn't know him. Yeah, exactly. He was an orphan. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, you related to him? How come you didn't raise him? I mean, it, the thing is, you know, look at Batman. He sees his parents gunned down. What does he give us? I'm going to fight crime that I could solve with all my money. Yeah. Dave Thomas, his parents die, leave him an orphan or whatever. What's he do? I'm going to add cayenne to this chicken sandwich. I'll make a spicy chick. Make it spicy as shit. How Fuck about that? Fuck you up. Fuck you up. You want a frosty? You want to dip a fry in a frosty? <sighs> Go ahead. I do. But he also channeled his sadness about his very dead parents into the food. And he's like, in order for people to feel what I'm feeling, I'm going to make them a potato fry that's just starch and not really salty. <laughs> I'm going to make them sad. Them Wendy's fries just don't hit. They don't they hit. They don't do it. No. They don't do it. Never no. have. I think but the older ones were better, but I, I get it. Because they were thicker, and you're not a thick fries. I'm man. not really a yeah. thick fry boy, for sure. But, yeah, they never were great. They never no. were a McDonald's level or any other not fast enough salt. Food that is always the problem. Undersalted. But that's because the original recipe that Wendy's used, uh-huh. Dave himself... <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> this is definitely true. <laughs> Dave himself uh-huh. would stand over the recently cooked fries oh, yeah? and think about his dead parents oh. and cry on them. <laughs> he salt them with Dave's and tears. And that would salt the fries. He was a superhero in a fashion. <laughs> but, you know, now we don't have any Dave. We don't have any salt to put on the fries. I guarantee you I'm stopping at Wendy's on my way back. <laughs> They just We've talked a, about it too much that now yeah, I'm like, I kind of want a spicy chicken sandwich. They just fucking hire some like 17-year-old kid and they pay him minimum wage to do the fries and stuff. They're like, all right, kid, think about your dead parents. Cry. <laughs> Cry, you bastard. They're fine. My parents are alive. Yeah, My mom's picking me up. I mean, you know, they've seen better days, but they're still fine, really. <laughs> what if they died? I don't oh, know. That'd be real sad, I guess. I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get there. <laughs> oh, you're going to make uh, me cry from not being happy with my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those aren't the right tears. Think about what you're getting paid for this work. That'll make them taste bitter. Think about the fact that even working an hour here won't even buy you a value meal. Where's and the value in it? And I get to push it? you around for some reason. <laughs> now I'm crying on the phone. I have an associate's degree in business <laughs> management. <laughs> More tears. Make them salt. <laughs> also, Fike is going to take a chunk out of your check. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and that's how you get the fries good and salty. Oh, okay. All Dave right. Thomas. Okay, so very dead parents, but yeah. controversial take. Yeah. Maybe worth it. Maybe. Yeah, totally. I feel like. like what do you? Okay, let me just let me put it right, to you this let's way. Let's hear it. I know somebody out there is getting very offended about that. But let me just ask you a simple like, question. Fuck Wendy's. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would you rather have a world with Dave Thomas's parents mm. or yeah. with spicy chickens? I like a spicy chicken. I like spicy chickens. Yeah, give me a spicy chickens. There's also the chance that Dave Thomas's parents were fucking jerks. You ever thought <laughs> about that? Possible. Maybe they were terrible. What if they faked their death? Maybe they faked their deaths. They were like, oh, let's give our boys some sob story to start his restaurant. Ooh. He'll work at Regus in Knoxville. That's a real <laughs> thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe it was like that. Though. Maybe so. I mean, maybe so. Maybe his parents were really just trying to give him the best start in life by faking their death. Could be that. <laughs> Could be that. Hey, man, I never had anybody do that for me. I don't even know if his parents died. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. They may be listening they right now. Ado- yeah, put them up for adoption. <laughs> They're like, God damn, these guys are throwing us under the bus. Dave Thomas's <laughs> mom's listening right now, and she's like, that's not how it happens. <laughs> I hope Dave Thomas's mom writes us a Apple Podcast review. Yeah. And is like, funny show. Didn't die, though. Yeah. Still here. Still here, Signed, you guys. Dave Thomas's mom. Five stars, though. Yeah, five stars. She does love the show. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> we get some stuff wrong here and there. We're just human beings. Thought the Dave Thomas jokes were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, then. Okay, so All very right. fucking dead, but again, probably worth it. Yeah, it's true. Probably worth I it. I would man. agree. What do you know about a horror movie that we've been trying to do on the show, but it's not available for goddamn streaming anywhere? Uh-huh. What features a whole bunch mm-hmm. of dead parents in it. Four of them. Four dead parents in one movie. And the kids got to deal with the dead parents still. That's fucked up. The others. The Otters. The Otters. Yeah, I was really excited to see it because I thought it was the Otters. And I was like, Aww. oh, they got to hold hands while they swim down the That's river. That's so and cute. They got use little pebbles to crack open uh, clams and stuff. Oh, man. And they just play with the pebbles. They, they have do. favorite pebbles. They have favorite pebbles. They're so, so cute. fucking cute. Mm-hmm. No, it's about fucking dead parents. <laughs> it is. And dead kids. It's about Nicole Kidman and Chris Eccleston being dead. And it their is kids Eccleston, being dead. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. That was a Doctor Who adventure they never really talked about. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it's a dark one, man. Now, they're pretty fucking dead. Now, they're still going beyond the veil. But sure, sure. And But the kids are traumatized by their parents dying. Very as much. Their parents dying also caused them to die. It did. And they are dealing with it still. But there's also the groundskeeper and the... the, the and the uh, what's it? The, the, the maid lady. Yeah. And the, their daughter. They're also... They're also dead in hell. All very dead, man. This is a house full of dead parents. Oh, man. Just chock-a-block. Yeah. Every corner of the house, every cupboard... Got a dead parent in there somewhere. And you would think because the kids are dead themselves, they'd be cool with everything. Yeah. But no, no huh? they're all traumatized like, by Oh, it. This, is, this is rough. This really wrecked us. I'm not going to talk anymore, yeah. said that one. They did do that. And then the kids were all like, what are you talking about? I am your daughter. It's ah, a creepy scene. Ah. Yeah. It is. It's awesome. That's a fucking awesome movie. It's a great movie, yeah. A really cool movie. I haven't seen man. it in a while. I'd love to do it on the show. So they're very dead. They've been dead a long time, but they're still trucking. Yeah. So, are they that yeah, dead? Yeah, so they don't, they don't fit Dave Thomas levels, uh-uh. Bambi levels, no. Spider-Man levels. They've definitely not been turned into poop, nor made a superhero out of no, anybody. No, 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 no. Or a super restaurant. Nope. Not so, at all. Uh, I'm going to say. What if that mansion eventually became a ghost restaurant? Ooh. Or I spirit, would love Or eating. Spirit Halloween. <laughs> Really put the spirit in Spirit Halloween. Maybe it does. You're, you're like looking through the, you know, Beetleman costumes uh-huh. or whatever. And you get see like, woo, 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 
John, Johnny Knife Fingers or whatever, mm-hmm. and then boom, out jumps Nicole Kidman. Have you seen my children? Oh my Jesus God, it's Nicole Kidman. What are you doing in my house? I'm from Australia. <laughs> she says, yeah. got me Vegemite. <laughs> men without, wait, wait, wait. Men at work. Men at work. I, I love say men without hats. <laughs> those, uh, those guys are not Australian, I don't think. We can dance if you want to. We can leave your friends behind. In death. That does sound like something a ghost would say. We can leave like your friends behind. Like a bunch behind. of teens break into a haunted house. We can dance if you want to. We, we can, can leave, leave your, your friends, friends behind. behind. And now he's stuck in an eternal dance with a ghost in the ballroom. Ooh. Boom. And dancing then Freddy's out. comes out and he's like, you like dancing, bitch? You want to dance, bitch? Dance with a ghost forever. <laughs> That's my macho man, Freddy Krueger. It's pretty good, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen Deader. Oh, yeah, for sure. Deader in hell. I'll give you one list of surrogate parents that are super fucking dead. Okay. I mean, they are just fucking roasted ass skeleton meat the last time we see them. They're so fucking dead. Okay. What do you know about... Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen from the Star War, they're fucking dead. They're as dead as you get. There's no hope of bringing them they back. They didn't even get to become shit. They just turned into a vapor. Just a meat skeleton, dude. Just a meat skeleton and the rest of them up in the air. That's it, dude. They Yikes. are gone. No yeah. hope for them. And also, too, like they're in a universe where you can die and still continue on as like a force ghost. But and they stuff. don't. No, they no. don't even have that on their side. Also, his mom is dead, and she never comes back as a forest ghost. Mm-mm, no. And his so surrogate parents. Natalie Portman. His mom is Natalie Portman. Oh. Can you believe that? In the future past, Natalie Portman's going to die. Oh. <laughs> I say. Oh. Oh. And, you know, we could pretty much say Anakin's dead, and he's replaced with Darth Vader. How much Anakin is really there? But yeah. then also, he, he also does die, too. Yeah, it's true. So, poor Luke Skywalker. He's surrounded by fucking also, dead ass people. Also, he kind of treats old Ben Kenobi as like a father figure. And then guess what? He turns into a nothing. Yeah, suddenly. that's but true. But then does come back as a force ghost. Exactly. But then he also treats Yoda as a father figure. Yeah. And he also dies. Yeah, that's true. But then he also comes back as a force ghost. That's true. Yeah. And then he also treats the Ewok. Wait, no, he doesn't treat them. No, uh, what if he really. did? Yeah. What if he's like, ah, fuck, Yoda's dead, Anakin's dead, Ben's I need a dead. dad. What about you, Nub-Nub? <laughs> I can be your father figure. I put your hand in mine. Wait, is this an Ewok? Yeah. I can't wait. They can't but talk, I, but they can sing. I really want that. I want to see an Ewok sing Reaching that song. Reaching up his little hand. Yeah, yeah he'd like, be my little. Oh, he's got this little short come hand. On, come on. I'm Yub-Yub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's got other people in his family that are, I'm going to say, kind of dead. But yeah. Uncle Owen, Aunt Baru that raised them. They're so holy dead. Holy fuck. Dead or in hell. They're unusable at that point. Them Jawas were not nice to them. They was were the Jawas? not kind. Yeah, it was the Jawas. Not kind <laughs> to them whatsoever, man. Yeah. They are fucking toast. Just smoldering skeletons. Wait, what, what happened to Anakin's dad? Did we ever know about that? Ooh. I'm sure some comic explained it. I feel like this is a meeting happening at Disney right now. Yeah. So, uh, what do we do about Darth Vader's dad? I mean, what people people love about Star Wars is that everybody's related. Exactly. So, there's got to be a way to talk about some more people that's related to other people. I know people like the Mandalorian that had nothing to do with any of that, but trust me, people want the people that's related to other people. What if, okay, what if, 
we get a movie, all right, where it's like, arise, and like Darth Vader comes out, and uh, as he's arising, an old man walks in, and the old man like, hey, how are you doing? And he's like, I'm Darth Vader, and he's like, hi, Darth Vader, I'm dad. <laughs> Thinking he got him, but then Anakin's like, no, but... I'm Darth. My name's Darth Vader now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. You're going through a phase, so I don't understand what you young people are wearing these days. Yeah, what is all this? What is all this? Why what can't you this? just breathe the air like a normal Here, take person? Take that mask off. Take, I need that to breathe. You're sitting at the dinner table. You gotta take off your hat. <laughs> it's disrespectful to your mother. Are you a vegetarian now? Oh wait, actually. We're dumb. Remember, it was like an immaculate conception kind of thing. Oh, with him. right. Because the medical. No, okay, no, we're we're not dumb. That's dumb. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking dumb, That's man. Really Come stupid. off it. Come off it. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about one here that's just kind of a wild card, and I want to discuss this. Okay. Samara from that rang. Uh huh. You say Samara. I say Samara. Let's call the whole. Let's thing call off. the whole thing off. Yeah. Uh yeah, so she's adopted. Now the the um uh Ringu series explains where she comes from, but the yeah. Ring series doesn't. Uh-uh. So in the Ring series, just assume her parents are dead. Yeah, and then her adoptive parents also dead. But are you an orphan if you are a sp- spectral being that lives on in the the nether realm or whatever are you like hmm. oh fuck i miss my parents i miss my mom i miss my dad you're yeah, also a yeah, ghost i don't think she misses them so much as... she doesn't seem to have a lot of remorse exactly no, it's not no. really sad much i don't she, think she she she's didn't pissed. care about killing them horses uh-uh. she's just like whatever i'm madder in hell fuck these horses <laughs> Fuck living on an island. <laughs> why you make me stay in the barn? I sleep in a barn. I mean, I get it, honestly, why she was mad at her adoptive parents. They made her sleep in a barn. I bet, though, whenever she got What, were tossed... you raised in a barn? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, though, whenever she got tossed down in that hole, in that watering hole, and she started to see that lid close up over, uh-huh. I bet she looked up there and said, well... <laughs> took me too well. long. <laughs> too long. Yep. You're looking for depths that were not there. They were not there. Well. They were in the well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a movie we can spin that's called The Onion Ring. <laughs> the Onion Ring. The Onion Ring. The Onion Ring. I'm not really sure where it's going, but. She's buried in a, she's buried in a, a fryer at Sonic. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And every Last time somebody thing she saw was onion the rings. onion coming down <laughs> yes. on her like that. So then every time somebody orders a coney dog and some onion rings. I'll have an ocean water. They drink it in seven days. <laughs> they have indigestion for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. It's not that bad, but it's really annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> kind of worried about the damage it did to my esophagus, Oh, no. Honestly. Yeah, but <laughs> that's about it. The onion rang. The onion rang. <laughs> Okay, now let's talk about one last little mm. orphan here. What we'll has some parents that are fucking definitely okay, deader than fuck, right? Because I don't know much nobody what got killed by an alien, uh, exenomorph, uh huh, that wasn't deader than fuck, right? They get super deaded by those super dead, uh-huh. like no hope. What do you think mm. about a little 
a little newt from Aliens. They mostly come at night. They mostly, mostly. come at night. Mostly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great dialogue. Yeah. Her parents are definitely They're so dead. toast. They're so dead because they got xenomorphed. But, like, I feel like, okay, so, like, xenomorph- getting xenomorphed is worse than getting shot. For right? sure, yeah. Because they're like stalking you, chasing it's you. It's not kind. It's not. Yeah, it's then not they good. Fucking, they, they puncture you with that rig. Yeah, their little, yeah. their little tiny mouth. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds super deaded. Do the xenomorphs eat what they kill? Here's a better question. Do you think that there's Mormon xenomorphs that just stick that little tiny mouth in somebody and, and just, just leave, leave it? it there? Just kind of hang on. Suck yeah. It. Just wait till it goes soft. Let the motion of the spaceship and pull it rock up. it around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Some xenomorph soaking. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Xeno soaking. Wait, so what? But they they <laughs> they have like that acid that basically just melts you, right? Yeah, it does That's tend to dead do that. As hell, right there, just melted into nothing. Ooh. Or you turn into a damn breeding ground for a damn baby. Ooh. But then. Aren't you living on Life through your children? On. Life moves on. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it kind of depends. Yeah. Because there's definitely a lot of those people aboard the Nostromo that were not used as like breeding grounds right. for more yeah, aliens. They just, killed. they just got fucking brutally killed. Yeah. Not having a good time. You got either that big old pointy tail going up in summers. <sighs> you're getting fucking little mouthed. Something bad's are happening. Scary. Yeah. Like the design is so perfectly scary. God damn. Listen to our alien episode. There's a lot yeah. of fucking depths about that shit in For there. For sure. It's a good episode. But yeah, I Yeah, I don't think Newt's parents are any deader than Dave Thomas's. Mm. <laughs> and plus, I've never seen her make a spicy chicken in her life. What if she does? No, she doesn't she die off screen in part three or something? Uh, yeah, I think you're part right. Part three's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Not great. One day we'll get there, I'm sure. One day. But you know what? I'm sure that there's a lot of fucking deader parents that are out yeah, there that we yeah, forgot there about. Yeah, to be. So I want to find out who you guys think are the fucking deadest parents. You know what's going to be deadest? The s- <laughs> deadest parents. Parents. The saddest shit is going to be people being like, my parents. They died in a fire. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like, oh, God. I'm sorry. And nobody could put it out. We had to piss on it. Also, so there the, were piss-covered ashes. <laughs> and then they left me nothing, so I couldn't start a restaurant. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. I had an idea for even spicier chicken sandwich. Oh, God, I'm sorry. And I was going to put... Why don't... I don't get... Th- I know you won't agree with this. My mother left me a great french fry recipe, too. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, damn it. I could have had it all. Uh, I Like, okay, so... Chick, the Chick-fil-A, yeah. uh, I, I think Chick-fil-A is bland. I Even the it. spicy. <sighs> I love it. But the pickle is the thing that they do that Wendy's needs to do with their spicy chicken. They don't do that. They don't put a pickle on there. Oh. And they put tomato on there. Yeah. And just don't give me tomato from Wendy's. That thing's always going to be... Some hothouse bullshit. Yeah, just yeah. gross. Hard, just grainy. Take yeah. the lettuce off. Take the tomato off. Put pickles on there and mayo... You got a much better sandwich. You're welcome, Dave Thomas, with your dead parents. He's dead, too. With your dead ass. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. I guess Wendy will have to do it herself. Ooh, Wendy. I wonder if, like, her case is she's, like, trapped in that sign, like one of these immortal paintings in The Witches. Oh. Maybe that's her case. Dude, we got to talk about that. Let's get to The Witches Let's here. get on into them 
Horches. The Horches. The Horches from 19 and 90. Yeah. East 1990, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90. <laughs> it would have had a different tone if it was 90, It wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, it would have sounded more like crisscross or something. Yeah, I think so. The Witches, 1990 man. will make you jump, 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 jump. Now, this is a movie, what is a beloved children's classic yeah. from our generation. I don't know mm-hmm. if kids these days necessarily get down on it much, but this is one of those yeah. ones that's kind of like a staple um, not quite at the lofty heights of like Hocus Pocus. No, no. Uh, but which it is, is the ultimate. But it this is paved one, the way for it, too. Right. It did. But it is one that people still go back to around Halloween time. Because as I know we, I do. we've talked about, uh, for some reason, if you're a horror fan all year round, when it comes to Halloween time, you start watching kids' horror. Give me the kids' stuff. Yeah, I want the stuff that I'm not watching all season or all all year uh, long, yeah. which is like brutal and, and whatnot. But like this, I, I want something fun. I, want I do too. Kid like. I just want Halloween fun kids yeah. stuff. I want to get the that summer feel year. of going trick or treating without doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of going dick or teeting, like <laughs> yeah, we talked about recently on the exactly. show. Exactly. Dick or teat. <laughs> And uh, this is a movie that I did not grow up with. I right. saw this for the first time as a grown-ass man because my wife, she mm-hmm. was really into this and she was a kid and kept watching it her whole life. Uh-huh. So I watched this for the first time with her and I was like, well, this is just cool. Yeah. Is I this one that so. you grew up with? Yeah, this is one that scared the shit out of me as a kid. The damn old dog shit out you. Yeah. I, 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 I'm starting to find a pattern because the movies that did scare me were the ones that were supposedly meant for kids. Like, we were watching Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and all that stuff, but then Ernest scared stupid and the witches scared the shit out of me. You know, maybe it's that, like, sneak attack factor. I think like, so. This was made for me. This was made for soft boys with donut <laughs> hands just like me. My sweet, sweet donut hands. Oh, my Lord. She's taking off her face. Sweet mercy. She's that a was scary one, woman. That was one of the moments that was re- that really stuck out to me as super scary when she first takes off her face. Woo. The painting story scared the shit out of me as a kid you're like don't it paint still me. does yeah i'm still like i don't know what it is necessarily like there's no way my probably like 10 year old when i saw this no way my 10 year old brain was like i'd hate to be two-dimensional like my brain couldn't comprehend what it would be uh-huh. to be in that painting and that was scary that also explains though whenever we met and we were hanging out in the painting room at walter mm-hmm. state community college Anytime I bust out that linseed oil or that turpentine, yep. you just piss your pants and run away. Oh, no! Not me, you'd say. Don't put me in your painting. Hey, like, man. I, 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 this is an abstract piece, Steve. They, that'd be even worse to be in. He, he says, running down the hall. And I'd be like, what did he say? I don't know. Let's yeah. go get a hot and ready flop, pizza. Flop, 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 because I'm running in cowboy boots. Yeah, 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 yeah it's true, mm-hmm. it's true. That explains it. <laughs> yeah. So there were things in this that just fucking freaked you the shit out, huh? Yeah, they really did. And the, um, the scene where they pour the the poison in his mouth. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me as a kid. I mean, like honestly, adults it's like, just holding a kid yeah. down. Yeah. Like, you watch it now, and you're like, this is still kind of fucked up, yeah, actually. Like, it is. That's not even really stuff that you see in... Like you said, horror movies that are meant for like grown-ups. Like, right. let's all gang up on a child, hold him down, and yeah. force him to drink some mystery fluid. Exactly. Like that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Oh, also the child abduction bit. There's some of that. Okay. Know? Okay. I think it was around this time a 
television movie came out called I Know My Name Is Steven. And oh, no. it was about a kid who got abducted when he was very young and then raised by this abusive uh, sexual abuser guy. What the fuck? To believe he was his son. And then as an adult, he started to remember that he was abducted. And the only thing he remembered was his, his original name. And this it, sounds fucked up. Yes, and it fucked with me specifically because that's my name. Like, that's my name. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, child abduction. And also, we were always taught about it in school. Because we it grew was, up during the damn satanic panic, dude. Exactly. It wasn't like people were abducting kids more back then, but no. it was talked about constantly like it was All going to be time. a regular problem we deal with. Yep. I was absolutely fucking, you know, indoctrinated with all that shit. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong. Obviously, there w- there were a lot of kids that got kidnapped. And oh, terrible sure. Stuff happened, and still sure. get kidnapped. That, ha- that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But man alive, that stuff was like everywhere when we were kids. Right. Yeah. So that, that really fucked me up. Like the scene where she gets grabbed and all that's left behind is the milk jug. Oh, like, yeah. That yeah. fucked with me. And then she gets stuck in the painting and that was even worse. So. Uh, this this movie really did fuck with me as a kid. Now watching it, um, I see why. Like, yeah, it's 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 too light and fun for that darkness. It's pretty dark. <laughs> it's man. like really heavily dark in certain moments that just throws you off if you're following the tone of the movie. But it kind of has that like European folktale, yes. Grimm's fairy tale darkness to it, yeah. where it's just like all of those. You know, classic children's tales and stuff like that are real fucked up yes, and dark. Uh-huh. And that stuff also influenced all the other, you know, kids' movies that we watched, like Never yeah. Ending Story and shit like this, that were actually real fucking dark yes. when you go back and watch them yep. again, man. It was a dark period. Yeah. Like, they, they really didn't treat kids in the same way. Like, today you can no still find gloves. dark kids' stuff. But, like, we weren't getting a lot of that lighter. Because, like, like, you think of things like even, like, Secret Garden or The Woman in White or any of those, like, sort of Disney-ish movies that came out around that time that are so fucked up. And mm. they're aimed at kids. And it's like, oh, again, what go were they to fucking Bambi, everything else, Exactly, man. yeah. Even, even the cartoons, yeah. It's like, get ready. Adults are going to be awful to you and your parents die. Yep. Fun. <laughs> you're you're going to be alone. You're going to be on your own trying to figure it all out. Turns out they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. I guess I guess 80s and 90s movies and TV were preparing us for the actual eventual future. I guess so. Wow. Harsh. Yipes. Harsh. Yikes. But I understand. I, I bet that if I would have seen this when I was a kid, it would have freaked the fuck out mm-hmm. of me. Because even though the movie is like super bright like 99 percent of the movie is in broad daylight and like lit indoors and stuff i think really one of the only nighttime scenes is the very end of the movie which is like super happy and stuff the whole movie is like during the daytime and shit but then it just does kind of sucker punch you with just random fucking freaky ass shit yeah like her peeling her face off and stuff yeah uh even the one like the bit in the uh treehouse i okay this movie seems designed to have fucked with me. <laughs> my, I had a treehouse at my uh, granny's house in Buford, Georgia. And uh, it was probably a couple of years before this ever happened. I was up in that treehouse, and my sister was mad at me about something, so she pushed the ladder down. Uh-oh. And it was like 20 feet up in the air. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah, so I was just screaming for my granny. <laughs> 
And Damn. so when he's screaming for his grandma and she's not coming, like, it, again, it's just one of those flashback moments where it's like, fuck. So, yeah. like, this whole movie was, like, wrapped up in all my fears. So I did it. Unlike Kate, this isn't one I watched a bunch. I watched Word. it that one time and it scared the shit out of me. And then later as an adult, I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. I get why this scared the shit out of me. Word. Yeah. <laughs> and this, of course, is based on the whimsical child's book by <laughs> Roald Dahl, who Roald is known, Dahl. of course, for writing whimsical, fun children's stories where children don't ever die or get no. mutilated or anything. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, every single child ends They're up fine. just fine. Yep. No, no one gets turned into a blueberry. No nope. one gets uh, drowned in a chocolate river. Never. <laughs> His stuff is for the kids. It's fun. It is, huh? Okay, so Ben, you you were surprised by some of these things I was saying about Roald Dahl before. I don't know much about him. I'm and looking I, for I learning more. I guess some people listening are going to be surprised. Woo! Um, so Roald Dahl, not not good. Not good man. <laughs> Cancel him. One of them not good men. He um he fought in World War II for 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 England. Not, okay. not for the other side. Uh-huh. Though, I mean, wait till you hear. Um, <laughs> well, for England, et cetera. He was married to Patricia Neal, actress. You may have heard the name Patricia Neal, as there's sure. the Pat Patricia Neal Rehabilitative Center here in Knoxville that oh. is for stroke victims. No shit. Yeah, she suffered a stroke uh, in, like, the seven, late 70s or so, and uh, he apparently spent a lot of money uh, helping to develop these techniques for stroke rehabilitation. Also, apparently sleep. inspired Billy Squire to write the song The Stroke. <laughs> stroke me, stroke, stroke me. Stroke! Roll doll! Patricia Neal! <laughs> yeah. It's original lyrics. They yeah. changed it later. <laughs> so uh, he, he has that going for him, but he has that, some other okay. things going for him that are less savory. What do we say going against him? I'd say going against. <laughs> yeah. Against. Against. Let me tell you about his anti-Semitism. Oh, oh, so it just goes straight to that, does oh, let's it? Let's go straight to the anti-Semitism. Oh, oh, as uh, it does with so many people. Yeah. Why? I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you a little quote. There's a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity. I mean, there is always a reason why anti-anything crops up anywhere. Oh. Even a stinker like Hitler didn't just pick on them for no reason. Holy fuck. Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I mean, Hitler sucked, but I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I you mean, know. You know, we all understand. Yeah. Right. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Th I just picked that. He said a lot of other things. I picked that because I think that's probably the most uh, Yikes. damning. Uh, we also have the fact that the Oompa Loompas were originally pygmies who were enslaved. So human beings. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, not good. We also have his misogyny, which. <laughs> oh, sweet misogyny. Sweet, sweet misogyny. We'll talk about whether or not this is uh, this story of the witches has misogyny. And I think it does. But some people think it has a feminist message. But specifically, his short story collection, Switch Bitch. Switch Bitch. Switch Bitch, which was. I haven't read this one. Written for Playboy. Um, the primary linking theme of all the short stories is uh, rape by deception. What? Yep. Everyone in From all the, the author, stories. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yep. Is raped by deception. Oh, God. And it's, I guess, supposed to be funny. That's not. 
It's not. There's also the fact that he uh, often wrote uh, the vast majority of his his villainous women as ugly and and uh, you know hateful and whatnot. Yeah, he had a lot of obvious problems with women. Golly, sure. what's next? You're gonna tell me that Cliff Huxtable was a bad guy? You. Um. You want to talk later? Uh, uh, Cliff it's Huxtable, the the character, because I can tell you for sure. Cliff Huxtable, the character, if you do the math, went to Hillman College while Claire was like 11 or 12 years old, and they were in a relationship. So, canonically, in the Cosby show, Cliff okay. Huxtable was a pedophile. Let's talk about this later. <laughs> Let's talk about this later. Okay. All right. All right. So All right. not just Bill right. Cosby's a problem. Wow. <laughs> Had not thought about that. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, yeah, Roald Dahl, not a good person, Wow, we could say pretty clearly. But people listening right now grew up with his books, loved his books, and, you know, got a lot out of them. That ne- doesn't necessarily make you like Roald Dahl. So, sure, you can read The Witches and get your own interpretation out of it, for sure. Well, you it's just kind of like uh, Danny Radcliffe said about all the stuff with J.K. Rowling exactly. and stuff, where he's like, if this meant something for you... If you got something good out of it, don't yeah. lose it. Sure. If you got something good out of the Chappelle show, good. But Dave Chappelle sucks. I haven't watched a new special. I see a lot of people being like, He's Yikes. a turf. He, he calls himself a turf. Yeah? Yeah. Voluntarily. Ooh. And it's not funny in context like some people pretend it is. Yeah, I see some people being like, man, he just goes for it. It's great. I'm goes not, not watching it, He just says all the things we're thinking, huh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so Roald Dahl, not great. Damn. But um, we we got this movie here that is from the book. I, you know, I, I don't know I've if you read, read the book. The book. No. I haven't read the book, but I, I know, you know, people love the book. And it, it's a, a time to discuss, like, can bad people make good stuff? Can mm. bad people make stuff that is, is positive and has a good effect on others and i think i mean i love led zeppelin and the beatles yeah and they're terrible horrible people john lennon horrendous person horrible person yeah the stuff the guys in led zepp did holy fuck i think we can look at the witches and find a lot of positive in it i do think there is an argument to be made for the witches themselves being uh at their base misogynistic how you mean uh, he's created these all-female characters who are hideous and hate children. And what really makes them hideous is that they're independent and don't have children themselves. Okay, but gra- Grandma's not bad. She ain't got no man around. But she did have kids. Otherwise, she wouldn't be a grandma. Okay, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- there's there's... Maybe something to be said for his depiction of women, because oftentimes his depiction of women are as villainous characters. True. But I think in this, especially with the way Angelica Houston plays the character, there's a lot to be said for this as like a maybe having a feminist message in some ways of like women can be whatever they want to be. Like women can be these gross, vile creatures. Like I've said before, that representation in the end, needs people not just as heroes, but also as villains. Sure. Like, if you, if you want real representation of women, disgustingly hideous villains that get uh, sadistic sexual pleasure out of killing children, 
1990. Hey, it's representation. That's pretty revolutionary. I mean, it's <laughs> something, right? Somebody's there watching that theater and be like, hey, that's me. I could do that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's nice seeing me on screen for once. Oh, God, that killed me. But again, it's, it's just showing women in a powerful position and not you know uh dependent on a man for their power which of course is you know not tied to children through history the source of persecution of witches yeah exactly so there's something to be said maybe and and raw doll can't entirely taint what this movie means to people just because he you know was an asshole yeah so i i would say despite all those things i said about raw doll i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bring too much of that into this except to say that Depicting the witches with very large noses and stuff kind of draws in his anti-Semitism, I feel like. That's kind of the classic sort yeah. of trademark, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Also, he drags in another rare man-witch sighting. <laughs> All kinds of men's and dresses in this yeah. being witches. They're not supposed to be men, technically. Yeah. They're supposed to be women. Supposed to be but women. Yeah, that scene, there are a bunch of men in dresses as women. I can see that maybe even being a problem. Because it, I mean, the reasoning for it is, it's uh, putting a, a man in a dress. You probably don't have to do much to like makeup wise to make them look more unattractive. I guess. Yeah, because as, as women a, in comparison, a lot of the people in this look like fucking like British auto mechanics. Right. They weren't picking. They weren't picking men to be pretty women. They were trying to make these hideous creatures out of men. But I can see that being a problem there yeah. for a trans person seeing that. And sure. Being like, sure. So the depiction is a man in a dress is hideous. Hideous, right? Yeah. And a villain. And a villain and bad and wrong. So yeah, like, there, yeah, there, there's some issues I think overall that could be discussed but i but at I, its core that might have just been a cost-saving measure I, I think it was i don't think nicholas rogue was intending on making any sort of statement there other so. than it'll be a lot quicker we don't have to like if we find bald men specifically we don't even have to get bald caps like, yeah put a wig on them and send them out yeah 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 so i i can see that as a cost-saving measure uh, whatever you know you read that how you want to i think so but the the rest of the movie itself, though, I, I feel like it is a good sort of um, interesting message to children about like the evils of the world and perils that will, you know, uh, fa- they will face specifically as children. Yeah. Um, I don't know how deep it gets into that. It mostly just feels like, wouldn't it? be fun to have some mouse puppets being chased by witches <laughs> like, yeah because it is and it is <laughs> exactly and that that's the cool part about the movie i think that's the thing that people like the the cult following the movie has and the the good associations people have with it from childhood is this scared me but also like it's fun it was fun it's like titillating like the it's exactly what you kind of want for a child's horror-ish movie i i think this is a pure horror movie and i'll talk about why but it's exactly what you want is that like just inkling of something super scary but it's safe in the end yeah totally yeah. totally man and maybe that's the way that the director intended it to be mm-hmm. uh this guy was an old ass man when he made this movie. yeah he was like 61 so old man yeah he he's a 70s director he directed don't look now which is a movie we'll do at dude some point. i've never seen it i i kind of like have seen some of the like key scenes from that movie uh-huh. and it looks scary as shit 
It's surreal. I don't think it's scary, but like that surreal shit freaks me out. Though. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I, I see that it would freak a lot of people out. The surrealness of it. It's got a real long, weird sex scene too. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and a Sutherland in it. And a Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Uh, he also directed the Man Who Fell to Earth with, with David Bowie. Bowie. Oh, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. I'm David Bowie, aren't I? Yep. And he was. That's mine. He was the impression. man who fell to earth. Yeah. So, yeah, he was a 70s director, and I, I feel like this movie has a 70s, early 80s feel. Dude, it blows my mind that this is made in 1990. Yeah. Like, 19 and 90. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but you watch it, and you're like, I'm pretty sure this came out in, like, 81 or 82. It, I mean, it's 90, so, like... It, it can you can get maybe like a warped perspective if you uh, were young then or uh, weren't even born then. That 1990 and 1980 are vastly different. Sure. Like 1990, we're talking about Home Alone. We're talking about Total Recall. We're talking about like the, you know, those movies don't look like they came Gremlins out. Gremlins two, the same year as this. Yeah, exactly. Those movies all look. I mean, not recent, but they look 90s, whereas this just doesn't have that feel. But the thing is, is that, you know, this was uh, this is kind of a, a European production. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, anything that I watched on TV that was like European. Yeah. Um, or even just saw little bits of like um, like absolutely fabulous and stuff uh-huh. like that. I would always be like, why does this look old? Yeah. Or like Faulty Towers yes. or... Um, Shit, what's that that British comedy show I'm thinking of? Keeping Up Appearances. Uh-huh, okay. Like, that was contemporary, but I was like, this looks old. Like, stuff that came from Europe at that time when we were kids, mm-hmm. everything kind of had that, like, foggy lens. Yeah, no, I agree. Kind of right. look, and I just mm-hmm. remember even, like, cartoons and stuff that came from the UK and from Europe just felt old compared to the US. Yeah. And now it's kind of the opposite, where I see stuff coming from across the pond. Yeah. And it looks quite futuristic, doesn't it? I mean, if it's said, if it's like Doctor Who or something, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so, I remember a lot of stuff from this time period when we were kids, like stuff that came from over there just kind of looked older than the yeah. stuff that was on yeah. American TV and theaters. And yeah. So I think you get a combo of like a, a, a director who really had his, his heyday in the 70s. And then, yeah, that, that like it, I, I believe it's, it's filmed in England. Like you're just getting a lot of elements that come together to give it an earlier feel and it also has like a shining feel in some ways like that opening bit it seems like mm-hmm, a sped up shining shots yeah. yeah uh and then like being in this like you know a uh, distant hotel all alone etc like but in this case you're not really alone you're just up against a whole bunch of witches whole bunch of witches yeah um, but Shining is 10 years before this, and really compare the two, they look very similar. They really don't look different. <laughs> they don't. It's so, very strange, man. Yeah, I, the feel of it is is interesting, but I also think it adds to that sort of fairy tale quality of it, where it's like, what? when is this? Yeah, when and where is this? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of times in this movie where I, I just lose track, where I'm like, okay, where is this taking place exactly? Because yeah. it's like Norway and England mm-hmm. and... I don't know. It's odd. Yeah, they're going to America. Like, the boy doesn't really have an accent. No, he doesn't. And that, that kid looks so much like my cousin as a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That I, I, do, I did have, like, a, a real positive association with him where it was just like, oh, it's Shotgun. Oh, yeah. what? Shotgun, right? Yeah, he looks like my cousin Shotgun. Huh. How um, funny, man. But he, he, 
he he like swallows his words a lot. He his line readings aren't always great. Not great. Yeah. Not the best, man. Yeah. But the cast in this Oh yeah. has some fucking gems in there, man. Angelica fucking Houston. She's so good. She is a goddamn mm-hmm. treasure. She rules. Not only is she good at being menacing while also like being uh, alluringly sexy, but she's funny. Yeah. Which she like there's not a lot of comedy in this. It's actually not Mr. Bean's sort of silliness. But he's not even super He's not even over the top silly in this at all. He's just being like a weird boss who uh has a relationship with one of the maids. Banging the maid. Yeah, he's very bland in it, honestly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I remember the first time that we watched this, I was like, Holy fuck, that's Mr. Bean Mm -hmm. and he's like not really being weird or silly and it's and like he's oh. like cancel culture is coming for me yeah i was <laughs> like oh it's rowan atkinson <laughs> you know yeah but angelica Houston in this does kind of tread that fine line because like you said she is maleficent and intimidating mm-hmm. and ferocious and fucking scary in some parts yeah but then like you said she's also kind of funny and like kind of sexy yeah she just can't help it she can't yeah well i mean th- this is uh we talked about it just recently with the Beetlejuice episode, like she yeah. was, uh, she was cast as Lydia, uh, not Lydia, but uh, the Deets mom, whatever yeah. her name is. Uh-huh. Fuck. Ka- Catherine Hahn. Catherine. Or Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was cast as that, but got ill and couldn't do it. And this is, I, I believe, the movie she did right after that. Wow. So, like, and then she and does. Again, those don't at- feel like those came out in the same decade. No, they don't. And then she does The Addams Family the next year. Again, doesn't feel like it came out in the same decade. No. Yeah. So. She was on this like string of like kind of weird chil- children's esque movies, but dark. Yeah, and, yeah, and I she guess really so. like she really nails this and nails Morticia Adams. Like, really appreciated uh, her as a kid. I was like, that lady's pretty. Yeah, yeah. but also scary. She scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Seriously, when she peels off, peels off her skin. Again, oh, my God, man. That was, as a kid, traumatizing. The the costuming and makeup and stuff is insanely fucking sick. Yeah. And it's all in, like, you know, just harsh uh, hotel lighting. Like, yeah, it's not like it's I dark and that. shadowy. I it's just very that. plain and matter of fact. Yep. I think that's what probably makes it so scary to us as kids and stuff, too, is, like, the fact that it's not shown in some weird dramatic lighting, right. it's just like everyday lighting, it just makes it more real to you that like, oh my God, what if some other grown-up peeled their skin off? Yeah. Maybe they look like that underneath I'm or in normal rooms with grown-ups all the time. Yeah. What Maybe if that, that could turned happen? weird? Yeah. That makeup and stuff is so sick. It apparently took her like eight hours to put that shit <sighs> on, and then God knows how long to take it and off, And it was rubber, too. too, so it was super hot underneath there. Like, and it's just glued to your face. Yeah. Because it's very articulated. That's the crazy yeah. thing is like... As built out as it is, like yep. the chin, the ears, the nose, like everything the is really are so long. Oh yeah. yeah, but it's also very much moving with her face and yep. her mouth movements and stuff. It's actually it's really really, really sick good makeup. Yeah. And you know that's the thing too is like I uh, I've not seen the remake of this. You have, mm-hmm. and I remember you saying it was very like CG CGI. heavy. Yeah, from the trailer, it definitely looked like there was just like way too much of that. But yeah. And, and, and that sucks, and especially for us that grew up watching, like, real movie magic, you're just yeah. like, oh, man, it's not as good as the real thing. But at the same time, if you're an actor or actress, right. that is such a fucking mercy. Yeah, I, 
because in the 2019 they do they make them look more like they look in the book which means okay. they have like really large mouths and like these like weird tongues and stuff okay and imagining the prosthetics in a, an actor's mouth to make Ugh. that work yeah would yeah just be torture sure. and then how would they even say their lines everything would be adr yeah and then, totally you know you're then you run into your there. own problems yeah so yeah the i i love the practicality of it but just uh you know reading angelica houston talking about it and saying it was you know the lines just stopped making sense and she just wanted to cry just like jesus just feeling terrible in that makeup it's like man it looks so great but there's got to be there's an in-between and there definitely are i mean you know prosthetic makeup and stuff has come very far now they can do a whole lot more and make it way more comfortable than it ever was and a lot but, faster and a lot faster but it's still a lot of a I can't lot imagine. on you dude yeah. eight hours I like can't. recently yeah. i filmed that that zombie promo video for some of the merch that i'm right. selling on my youtube channel it's at the shred till you're undead merchandise right. and uh kate did the makeup for me on that that zombie makeup which looked really awesome and i was sitting in the chair for all of like i don't know 45 minutes <laughs> That and I was still, dude, I was still just sitting there and I was like checking my texts, which of course is not something you could fucking do back then. No. I was drinking a beer, which is uh -huh. not anything you could do if you're having all these prosthetics right. put on your face. You're like eight hours and then your work starts. Yeah. For Under most people. Hot ass lights. Yeah. For most people, eight hours is like, well, that's an entire work day. Mm -hmm. No. You sit on your ass for eight hours mm -hmm. and sit stock still with nothing to do getting makeup put on, then you clock in. Yeah. That's hellish. Absolutely. Yeah. So her Angelica performance. Houston's a badass. Yeah, she's a badass. Her performance is amazing. Her performance in that makeup is amazing. Knowing she was going through hell and still getting that performance out of it is fucking awesome. It's she so did a cool, great man. job. I think the grandmother in this also does a really good yeah, job, too. too. I think me she's too. just very, like, lovable and believable mm -hmm. as this, like, old European grandma. Yeah. She, like... She is acting a lot of the time against nothing. And she never loses, like... The, like with the scenes with the mice and stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. She never loses that, like, sense of, like, empathy and stuff, even when she's talking to a puppet mouse. Yeah. So she does a great job. She does. Yeah. And even the way that she's, like, talking to, to Luke, the kid and stuff, like, yeah. she has that very, like... I'm not talking down to you like you're a kid. I'm talking to you like you're a grown-up yeah. kind of appeal to her. Good, yeah, good grandma shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. With a sick nub. <laughs> In the book, I think... It's like she, a thumb she loses, Yeah, she I lost think. a thumb or something. This is a pinky, yeah. And in the book, it was definitely the Grand High Witch who took it, I believe. Oh, wow. And she was a witch hunter in the book. You kind of sort of get that impression Yeah, there's like this? an indication to that, but they never say it specifically. It would be cool if they said that. Just make the grand grandma a little more badass. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be cool too, man. But yeah, she's very, very cool in this. I think she's a very believable grandmother. Yeah. Uh, I love Bruno's parents. They're great. Bruno's parents, <laughs> like the... the uh, the Scottishness of his dad. He is so fucking Scottish. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I want Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like cockaliki. Oh, man. I believe cockaliki is a Scottish soup as well. Is it? And he doesn't even like it, this guy. Oh, come on. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the Jenkins parents, uh, they're both uh, great. They're really going for it in, you know, just a very small side role. Uh, and, and most of what they have to do is 
overreact. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of grew up as a child thinking that whenever a woman saw a mouse, they screamed and jumped up on things. Yeah, Tom and Jerry did teach us that, as yeah. did like everything, everything else, yeah, including every this. Thing, like yeah. the way that women in this react to mice, mm-hmm. they just fucking lose their shit. And chefs. And chefs absolutely just freak the fuck out at a mouse. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I don't know what that was. Cause I mean, okay, so the truth is you see a mouse out of the corner of your eye, it does make you go, What the fuck? Oh yeah. Because they move so fast and you rarely do see them. But that I mean that's nobody's I mean, maybe there are there people. I guess there are people out there that are deathly afraid of rodents. I mean, I I told the story on the show before. I have had a mouse run out from behind a refrigerator and literally scream at me. And I did run away. (laughs) So maybe I'm one of them. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I think maybe that mouse was definitely uh, one of the witches who got turned into a mouse by the soup. Oh, yeah. Because I've never heard of a mouse screaming, and that was probably some sort of witch curse coming at you. What if it was a little boy? What if it was? What if it was? He was like, help! And I'm like, oh, "Oh, no! no!" (laughs) And he was like, I'll never get help. My parents are super dead. (laughs) That's all he was trying to say. (laughs) My parents are so fucking dead. I have an idea for a restaurant. But it came out as, (laughs) I ran away. Oh, man. I wonder what the idea was. Pellets! Yeah, probably. Trash. <laughs> Have you tried trash Garbage. as food? It's really good. It's like a buffet in every can. It's a little bit of this, a <laughs> little bit of that. It's just trash. I don't that, know. It doesn't sound like it would have been successful, but, you know, whatever. It's a restaurant for mice. <laughs> so, yeah. um, uh, the, the whole witch story, it, I got some questions. Me too. <laughs> Is it? Why? Okay. Okay. So Why? they want to kill all the kids. They hate them. Every single child in England. Yeah. To what end? And then what? Step two. Yeah. What's step two here? Step three, profit. Oh, yeah. Definitely they're going to make profit. a lot of witch money. Yeah. And also, where do they get all the witch money from? Yeah, they have a lot of that. Yeah. They got Is that plenty like of that money. Or? I don't really know about that. She's selling Eye of Newt. I mean, no one rolled doll. Might be some at Jew gold. Oh my gosh! Just saying. He was like, and the witches stole from the Jewish people a bunch of gold, and it was good, and I liked it. <laughs> he said that. And I was happy about it. He did because I'm that. rolled doll. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not really sure, like, really what the what the end result is there. But then I've also got questions about, like, okay. How do witches keep their lineage going? Because if they have kids, they're going to be like, oh, they smell like dogs droppings. I want to kill them. Yeah. I d- okay. And th- they're all women. Right? Yeah. So how does, do they self-replicate or like, are okay. they like worms? Or- so this is what I wonder about. If you're a witch kid, do uh-huh. you just walk around being like, man, I smell like shit. This is the worst. I want to kill me. Yeah. What? <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, like the the lore doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, any, any but like at the same time, to roll doll's credit, uh huh. Like this is where this kind of storytelling for children is just so magical, is because like when you're a kid, you can't and I, I distinctly remember myself being this way, you can't imagine adults as kids. They were never like me. That's a good point. So the that fact is a good that, point. that he makes these witches into this image where it's just right. like, 
they could never be kids. They could never have kids. They just hate kids. Right. That's kind of how you feel adults are when you are a kid. Oh, okay. That's actually, yeah. No, that's a good point. That is like, he he's capturing the feeling, the feeling. that a kid would have. It so doesn't like, literally make sense to an adult. Yeah. But it does capture the feeling. It's wrong. Yeah. They, it's just the way the kid feels about it. But in this case, the kid's right and they are witches. They are. Um, I want to talk about this being a horror movie because this is not labeled as a horror movie. It's labeled as like a children's a kids movie. Kids' fantasy yeah. movie, yeah. But let me just name some of the things in this. Now, I don't know. This is a movie what was made by Jim Hansen. Yeah, is his last project he worked directly what, for. Juan. What made the Muckets? The Muckets. Uh-huh. Jim Hansen and the Muckets. Jim Hansen and it's the Muckets. It's about witches and little mice and boys, and I, uh-huh. just, I don't know how horrific this really is. I mean, the presence of witches already a little bit horror, but here's some of the things in this this movie. We got body horror. Body horror, okay. Yeah, we got kids uh, transforming into mice. The, I mean, just look at uh, Bruno's transformation, that like last bit. He's not having fun. It's brutal looking. Yeah. Um. Also, the witches themselves, their bodies are scary and yeah. horrific. And True. The, the grand high witches. Square is, toes. Exactly. Square. Who who could even deal oh, with wait, that? No no toes, just square feet. Yeah. They say. Yeah. She says there's their their feet are squared off at the end, where their toes should be. Okay. If you don't have toes, you'd have trouble walking. Walking would be tough. Yeah. It'd anyway. be real tough. So. Got you got body horror. You got child abduction. You got child murder. Ain't none of that fun. You also have attempted murder of a baby. They do push that pram down a hillside. They do. Just middle of the day. Fuck this baby. Fuck this baby. Fuck this baby. They say. And what I think is the most damning is sadistic sexual pleasure. From turning a child into a mouse. So I did kind of key in on that this time because, yeah. like, as all that stuff is going down, Angelica mm-hmm. Houston is clearly like getting real hot during it. Yes, she's like, like she's like kind of like shimmying she's around, a little like air Ugh. humping as well. Kind of. Yeah, Nicholas Rogue told her to play the role sexy, so it's there. Also, when they're holding him down to like pour the poison in his mouth, yeah. The Kate McKinnon looking witch. Uh huh. Uh huh. She has her hand like, but be- like between his legs, holding him down mm. at the stomach. And then when he starts turning into a mouse, it cuts to the witches watching, and she's like, she's like down on her her heels with her legs wide open. Oh my! Just like lasciviously looking at him. <laughs> I did not notice this. I think they were told to play it sexual because they do Ooh, yeah and that's i mean that horrific yeah it's not child's movie stuff again that's kind of like you know even in like dr sleep with that like brutal like child murder scene right. and that like they're not super horny about it no i mean a little whenever it you're like inhaling little, the steam it's right. like a little erotic i guess but, but it's not about the child it's about the steam the steam yeah yes in this case, is about the child's pain, which is kind of, I mean, similar in a lot of ways. So, it's bru- I mean, it's brutal to see that bit, but again, it's not played as, you know, uh, murderously. Or, 
though they do try to kill him immediately after. Yeah, pretty much. I I mean, it's a movie that is mostly light and childlike, but there's some real horrific moments to it that really are, I think, like abrupt, and because of that, that's why it it really works for scaring children. I think so. Yeah. I mean, at least before Bruno got all transformed and stuff, he maybe got to enjoy some cucumber sandwiches with butter and not margarine. <sighs> okay, so this is... <laughs> I mean, butter tastes better than margarine. Yes, Obviously. I agree Margarine's with Margarine's not food. Come on. But did you think about how... Uh, Okay. How killable Bruno is? Yes. <laughs> He's very killable. Oh, gosh. That kid. We could have done a list of killable kids. Killable. <laughs> so the kid from the Babadook. The kid Bruno. Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the two. Kevin McAllister. Fuck that kid. Oh, yeah. He's rough, that Kevin McAllister. <laughs> um, but so, okay. So, Bruno. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. European listeners are probably thinking like, yes, obviously butter on your sandwich. A margarine on your sandwich. Oh, my. Americans are like, what the? Is it toast? Is it like buttered That's toast? That's what you put butter on, yeah. yeah. Do do you put butter on a sandwich? They do. I mean, Europeans do. They do, yeah. Americans, we don't, we don't just put butter in the middle of a fucking sandwich. No, no. It's not like, let me get a BLT. Obviously, butter both sides of the bread on the inside. Butter, lettuce, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But That's also, a BLBT. I don't know many kids who could tell the difference between margarine and butter. That Bruno, he's got like some he's real got good taste. Yeah, I, I mean, does he though? He's chew. He's eating everything in every scene. Yeah, he goes wild for the idea of dry roast peanuts. You know, like kids do. Yeah, she's got dry roasted peanuts. Yeah, that's. I mean, he was eating something that looked like chocolatey and creamy. And he hears about peanuts, and he's like, I'm off. I'm the fuck out of here. Peanuts. Bring it. Every child's favorite. <laughs> I mean, I love peanuts. But it, this is like a rolled doll thing, too, though. Like, it, uh, I mean, like having him eat constantly is to indicate to us, bad. He's he's bad. Yeah. He's a bad kid because he likes to eat. See Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, see Charlie yeah. in the Chocolate Factory. So, like, yeah, there, there's something going on there because, like, in the book – Luke doesn't like Bruno. Oh, and this yeah. he seems like, okay, cool, another kid. He's another kid, kid here, yeah, yeah. just any other kid will do, yeah. But, uh, yeah, in the book, uh, Roald Dahl really doesn't seem to like this kid either. It's fun when you invent a character to be mad at. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and what if there was a chubby kid who, uh, I don't know, ate all the fucking time, and you know, you know how annoying it is when kids eat? And when their parents pressure them to lose weight and give them a hard time about their bodies yeah yeah Ugh. that's interesting i mean i like, do like though after he gets transformed into the mouse the dad's kind of like you know what fine. this is fine <laughs> this so, i can handle in the book it okay it doesn't say this clearly apparently but it like there there's some indication that his father has someone at the hotel drown bruno in a mop bucket. jesus christ yeah that's dark. Yeah, the the book's a lot darker. Also, anybody who's read the book knows that the ending of this movie It's a lot different. Lot different. Lot different. In in the book, he is just a mouse. Th- like the no end. no changing that. So There is no good witch. 
There's no witch. Hysterically who, giggling. Who, oh my gosh. <laughs> On a dime goes from, I'm cool with holding a child's mouth open to poison a child, to, wait, I can't come eat soup with you guys? I'm a good witch now. Dude, I'll tell you what. If somebody holds me back from eating, like, let's say, a really good bowl of pho, uh, I'll turn on them. But what about cress soup? Cress soup. I've never had a cress. Cress. But it's just a, a wet leaf, so it can't be that good. I can't imagine. I mean, it... Wet leaf. Come on. Wet leaf soup. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's called that? Then it kind of made me turn on my Wait, isn't crew. that tea? Wet leaf soup? It kind of is. <laughs> Give me some of that wet leaf soup. Yeah, what? just soak some leaves in some hot water and give it to me. Let me drink on it. Let me sip on it while Sounds it's hot. Good. While it's steaming. That's how I like it. Wet leaf. Wet leaf. Ugh. Yeah. I yeah, I don't I don't know though. Uh, Bruno as a character um is is kind of a perfect foil to Luke cuz like you know, Luke, Luke is active. He wants to do stuff. He wants to be all around and whatnot. And uh having having a, a friend come along who he kind of has to drag with him and kind of has to convince to do things. That's a classic child uh, book slash movie trope of having the more adventurous child and the child who, I guess, sometimes gets to serve as the voice of reason. Like, yeah. why would we do that? He's like the Neville Longbottom yeah, kind of character. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In the same way that, like, I wonder about the the childhood of the witches, I wonder about the lifespan of the of the boy mice. When you're a kid that gets turned into a mouse, they don't live very long. I mean, I was gonna say it's like fucking every every damn mouse gets you know just riddled with cancer within mm-hmm. a few months. Like they, if you ever had a pet mouse or something like that, they all fucking get cancer and die. Yeah. Okay. So. It's not a happy ending for him being a mouse, really. But then I'm also just thinking beyond that. I mean, what if he finds some other little fucking uh, little, little little mouse chick and hooks up with her? He oh. can talk and stuff. Like he's like he's but not he's a really kid. just a mouse. He is a boy who is a mouse and tall. Is this some Harry Potter weird like? Maybe. Oh no. Because, I mean, like I said, whatever this formula that they give him is, yeah, it turns into a mouse, but he can still talk, and he's still sentient. Yeah. And remembers his life as a human. If he fucks a regular mouse, oh, what gosh. are those babies like? Now it's gross. Now, now it's, it's gross. getting really weird. Yeah, because it's like... He's he, a fucking boy, but he's he, an adult mouse yeah. who wants to fuck. This oh. is getting really weird. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like talking then, about like, this. Like, like what are, are, Is he genetically a mouse or just magically a mouse? Will he... Oh, yuck. I don't I'm know. I'm just imagining they have a, a, a mouse child. Mice like, fuck a lot. They sure do. That's why there's so damn many of them. Yeah, they're just like eating and fucking. Are, and his, are his little mouse kids born with a soul? Or are they just fucking doomed? Oh, no. What's going on here? He's got a, ma- a, a, a tiny mouse awakening in hell like, Is <laughs> that Oh, this guy says in the lake of fire. Are there mice here now? <laughs> what the hell? Did this just get worse? <laughs> what the, the fuck? The devil's like, Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think this one up. This is awesome. <laughs> Thanks, witches. Thanks, witches. Thanks, witches. Quote the devil. <laughs> Praise witches, says Satan. <laughs> You're doing the work for me. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> There's just a lot of questions I have about that. Uh, yeah, me too. 
He's just walking around, just pooping everywhere. I mean, so again, yeah, in the book, he remains a mouse, and and, and it is indicated he has the lifespan of a mouse, so he will die Not soon long. enough, and his grandmother will also die. That's fun. Wee! Wee! What a kid's book. Uh. Roald Dahl was apparently just absolutely uh, maddened by the ending. They shot both endings. And showed them to I'd test audiences, to and test audiences, of course, liked the happy ending with the well, giggly witch, who's just like, <laughs> never mind, it's all fine. <laughs> Money. Here's some glasses. <laughs> Boink. Yeah, that was the weirdest bit. Oh, also, also, in addition to everything that you named a second ago that makes it horror, there's a fucking naked boy flying through the air in this. That's weird. That didn't yeah, have to be there. They did not need to have a naked child fly through the no, air. No, not really. Though he was chilling in a, the real Ghostbusters. I mean. Uh, like building. Thing. Uh-huh. That was pretty cool. He's kind of living the fucking life, yeah. honestly. Run around in them tubes and so on. That would be rad. Probably be pretty sick. The ending of the newer one, the 2019 one, is the is the book ending Woof. basically, and uh, but it's a it's a little more like we're gonna get we're gonna organize together and kill all these witches, and so it's still happy even though like he's still a mouse, so, and he is gonna witness a lot of people being murdered. Yeah. Wee. Wee. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much darkness in this for a movie that, as an adult watching it, it's like, I recognize that darkness, but the movie never feels overly dark. Yeah. It always feels super light. Even Like, as a kid, it affected me a lot more, but as an adult, it's like, oh, yeah, these things are all just... Like, I see how they affected me as a child, but they're not really... Like, I wasn't abducted as a child. It would suck to be abducted as an adult. For sure. But uh, I'm bigger now. They'd be harder for them. Yeah, As a kid, just like grab them, you know? That's all you got to do. <laughs> got to catch them all. I mean, you know? not that I've done it. Uh, yeah, no. Hey. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> confessing right. to anything. I don't uh, fly around in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or whatever. <laughs> no. I've never seen that movie. I know the child catcher is supposed to be super scary. Oh, uh, yeah? I just it? know that, that Kate's German grandmother, Oma, says, Shitty Shitty Bang Bang, and has always said that. That sounds like a just German. Adorable. That sounds like a different German movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That would be a different German movie. <laughs> shitty, 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 bang, shitty, bang. bang, bang. Ugh. Ugh. All butt stuff in cars. <laughs> in das Auto. In das in Auto. Das, it is on the autobahn, and it is only asses. <laughs> Rammstein. Rammstein. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. That's all we know about Germany, apparently. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you also got to remember, this was made during the time period where, like, your doctor would be like, hey, you got bad sugars. Go on vacation. Dude. <laughs> I really wish that was something doctors could prescribe and it was covered by insurance. It should be. Go to the beach. I, I mean, on me. In a perfect world, we don't have insurance. What? However, no. everything's just paid for. Yeah. But in this current world, if you could, at the very least, be like, oh, man, you got a you got a bum knee. You know what you need? Just a little vacation at the beach. You need to go to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go. That's it. They get to indicate specifically where yeah. you need to go, too. Liver problems? Missoula? Why? Go on a cruise. <laughs> Buddy, I got Head the best medicine the for you. It's the Bahamas. You're going to Kokomo. 
<laughs> Get there fast. Take it slow. You got that arthritis? We're sending you to fucking Cancun, buddy. Pack Woo, your bags. Buddy. That does. I mean, it sounds. It Give sounds me a like vacation it would be medicine. beneficial. Give me that damn vacation medicine. Vacation medicine. Yeah, like it, it, like when she says it, it just seems like something that maybe European people get. It like, sounds right. I, I just I know in the fifties in America maybe you would hear that, but by nineteen ninety, nobody was being told like, oh, head on down to the Florida Keys. Get you some of that fresh seaside air. Maybe go see, uh, you know, the, uh, some sort of tiki hut of some sort. In, Do something. I don't I, know. I don't know. Head to Australia. It certainly couldn't hurt. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. I mean, it could, honestly. If you're going to Australia, you got to watch for the drop bears. Yeah, he does in- indicate that in the prescription. Yeah. Like, go to Australia, watch out for drop bears. Take this drop bear repellent. <laughs> So they don't drop on you. I wonder if there's got to be somebody selling that right now in Brisbane. Yeah. Sydney. <laughs> Perth. Perth. <laughs> Australia. In Australia right now, somebody is like, oh, you need drop bear insurance, don't you? Oil maker for That's kind of more of a Kiwi. Yeah, it was. You did. I went way too Kiwi You on somehow that. accidentally did it. Nah, accidentally. It's actually really good. Thanks. <laughs> I wonder if you could do that again on purpose. A kiwi! Nope, nope. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's not the one. Was that too far south? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a little below that. That was Antarctica. That was an Antarctican accident. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah, no bears. No, none at all. Mm-hmm. Huh. But no, I wish I could get prescribed a fucking vacation anytime I got an ailment. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Diabetes. A real problem in this movie. It is a real problem in this movie. It, it diabetes her. It diabetes the shit out of her. <laughs> It does. I mean, it knocks her out, and that's basically how Luke gets turned into a mouse. Because her sugars are bad. Because her sugars are bad. Uh, also, I don't think that was in the book. Yeah, no. She had, uh, like, pneumonia or something yeah, in the book. Yeah, something different, yeah. Yeah, nothing Beatus-related. She never stops smoking those cheap cigars. Man, she's fucking stoking this whole time. <laughs> she don't give a fuck. Pretty sure those are just, like, Philly blunts. Nothing <laughs> but a nub and a stoke. <laughs> That's what Granny wants. That's it. Me and my nub is gonna go enjoy a stove. She's she a great Granny though. Like I would oh, love yeah. to have a, a grandmother making candles. Yeah, she just makes candles, smokes cigars, talks about witches, tells you just the most outrageous stories about witches. Doesn't give a shit if you have a nightmare. Mine just laid in bed all day, watched Cheers and soap operas and fucking pop pills all day. Ooh, I'd much prefer Granny from this. Okay, yeah, I think so too. I think I, that'd be great. I'm just going to add, though. I mean, you know, this fucking kid, Luke, what a shit childhood. Yeah. What a shitty childhood. It's like, oh, man, my fucking parents are fucking dead. Yeah. There's deader, as we covered. Yeah. They're not the deadest parents. I'm put to bed every night by my my G-maw, my Mm -hmm. me-maw here, with a fucking bowl of flame next to the bed. (laughs) Just a bowl of open flames. Are you kidding me? I don't know why. Like, here's a bowl of flame. Maybe you'll need this. This will be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to keep you up for sure. Nope. No way. Why? Why would you do that? I think it's probably to protect from witches or something, right? Maybe. Witches are uh, afraid of far. Oh, they don't like no yeah. far. Like, oh, it burns us. <laughs> That's the thing. Stay back, far. I don't understand. Okay. Witch anatomy. 
We need to talk about the this. anatomy of the a witch. The anatomy yes. of a witch. We tried to delve into this during our college days. Yep, but our biology professor refused to answer our questions. He did not he kept give it us locked answers. Up like the government told him to. I think that he knows something. He knows something. He want he won't tell us, but he knows something. Mr. Matthew? Something like that. Matthew. What was his last name? I don't remember. Fuck. Matthew, that, I love guy. that guy. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um so okay. All right. Underneath that, you know, human rig. skin rig, like, why is only the Grand High Witch the, the, a bird person? Yeah, she real nasty. Yeah, why Why aren't the rest? That is a good question. Because the rest just have, like, eczema from the wigs. Yeah. And, like, worse teeth for some reason. Yeah. That's but they it. don't have all the other stuff. They don't right. have the big, like, I was really into hardcore for a while and I have big stretched earlobes right. <laughs> thing that the High Witch does, huh? And she's got, like, her fingers are so, like, she could palm two basketballs. For sure. Yeah. That is an interesting question. I mean, I assume she's, like, more ancient and older and stuff than them, but. Yeah, so these are all young witches. But when do you start changing, like, and being like, well, time to get me a, a face skin. I feel like wearing. this is some sort of witch uh, multi-level marketing scheme. Ooh, yeah. Because she gives them all a bunch of money to go buy sweet shops, and then she's like, oh, we're going to get rid of all the kids in England. But, like, if they do that, wouldn't that kind of shut down the sweet shops? Okay, let's talk about this. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Their entire plan and the killing abilities of a witch. Right. Let's talk about this. Yes. If you're a witch and you're trying to kill on another witch, you, of course, hit them with your laser eyes. Obviously, laser eyes. Boom. Immediate fucking incineration. They're gone. Yeah. If you're trying to kill an adult G-maw with diabetes, yeah. you give her a sweet tea and sugary cakes. I, yeah, I, I, like, I don't know how they did that. Maybe just like... A staring spell? I don't know. If I stare at it, it gives her sugar. But if you're trying to kill a kid, you turn him into a mouse. Or if you're trying to kill a kid, you put him in a painting. Right. I would hit the kid with the laser eyes. Yeah, the laser eyes seem like the best way to go about all of it. It seems straight and very much to the point. Because the other ones yeah. we get, it's just like, okay, well, you try to give Gma diabetes, and it's like, well, she had to take a nap, but she's back. She's fine. Right. Turn these kids into mice-like. Uh-huh. Well, they, they just run off and create soulless mice babies, or they get, you know, fixed up by another witch sometime. Sure. The laser vision, though. Yeah, that's just the end. Stops them in the tracks. Okay. Okay, so the grandmother says that they don't use traditional means of murder so they don't get caught. They don't want to get caught. And the Grand High Witch also indicates to the woman who uh, suggests using poison that that'll get them caught. Sure. Wouldn't somebody question, hey, the last time we saw Bruno and Luke, they went into that room with you guys, and then we haven't seen them again. Now they're gone. Now they're no longer here. Also, I'm noticing a witch from your party is missing. Also, there's a burnt chair in there. And a pile of ashes. And a, just a pile of ashes. Any, it would appear a woman has been turned into ashes. I, I as Mr. Bean, but talking, have questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems that way. Yeah. 
So a little yeah, bit of a flimsy plan. It is. It's a flimsy plan. I mean, the plan to turn the children into mice works great if you know, as she said, they get the chocolate bar at the the candy place. Then two hours later, they turn into this mouse. But couldn't they just be in their home when that happens? Like sitting in the living room with their parents, and then their parents are like, "You're okay. My child's turning into a mouse." Yeah. Got some questions. What was the last thing he ate? Chocolate bar from that place. Huh. I'm going to go check it out. I've got to wonder, at what age does a kid stop being hated by a witch? Yeah. Is there a particular age where it's like, oh, that one's fine. That kid can buy smokes. He's fine. Yeah, it doesn't smell like dog shit or whatever. Go down to the corner. Get me some fucking Marlboro Reds, kid. (laughs) That's what witches say. Yeah. Give me some big old cigars or something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. What is the age exactly where it's just like, oh, you're just a person. You're fine. I I mean, huh. I mean, all the kids they show in relation to talking about witches seem to be like below 12. Yeah. So maybe it's like puberty changes you. Could be. Maybe that's the thing where they're like, oh, he smells less like shit now. But then the thing is, that's when like fucking... Kids start smelling terrible when they hit that age. Stinky-ass kids. Maybe witches love terrible smells. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That could work. They're like opposite people. Opposite people. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Okay. They like gross stuff. Uh, yep. Makes perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. Now it all comes together. Yeah, I don't know, man. There is definitely some questions about the lore of them witches and stuff. For sure, but yeah. There's definitely no question that the, the effects that they're portrayed with look awesome. I love the yeah. rat witch that we see there at the end while awesome. she's transforming. Uh-huh. It's fucking awesome. I also think there's just like some really clever stuff that Henson and co. did mm-hmm. with like the transformation. and The camera just basically like falling through a, looks like a tube of cloth. To yeah. represent like falling through your clothes as yeah. you're shrinking. And that stuff. was really some cool. Clever solutions going on there that, of course, are typical of of Henson in this era when he was doing storyteller and shit like that. Right. That storyteller shit is fucking rad. Have you I ever watched any of that? Uh-uh. You've never watched Jim Henson storyteller. No. Holy shit. Okay. You got to track this it. shit down like a bloodhound, man. All right. It's all these like old, um, European fairy tales and folk tales and stuff. Hmm. That are brought to life by Henson. And, dude, some of the effects and the puppetry and stuff going on are, like, mind-blowing. And they are dark. All right. We should do that on fucking TV Test Pilots. Okay. We'll do that for a Patreon episode, dude. Yeah. Um, If we can find it, that is. Yeah. I think I have it on... Pretty sure we have it on DVD, but probably in storage. (laughs) We'll see what we can do. It's seriously fucking amazing. So it's like Kermit the Frog in Hansel and Gretel? Not even Not even... (laughs) Okay. Not even remote. Rolf. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It's more like Rolf. Okay. Dude, it's seriously fucking sick, man. Sweet. I think the effects in this are really cool, including like the the mice and the... Yeah, they look great. There's like real mice. There's uh-huh. robo mice. There's, yeah, there's big ass puppet mice. Three different types. Uh, aside from the actual real mice that we see, there's the... They have uh, pup, puppets that are the size of actual mice that were like controlled with fish wire and stuff like that then they have uh puppets that are the size of a very large rat yeah that we see a lot in more of the close-up scenes uh and then they're they had puppets that were like three feet tall and you know uh hand puppet type of thing that were used pretty rarely but you, you see them a couple times specifically that 
shot when they're underneath the floorboard and it's like uh, Luke is in shadow and he's kind of like turned three yeah, quarters. Yep, that, yep. That's the larger one, it seems they like. They look yeah. great. They like, look great, yeah. Even all the different scales and stuff, it's all pretty damn believable, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I mean, uh, it's... You can tell the difference, obviously, between actual mice and the, the puppet ones, but... It's not jarring. It's not jarring. Yeah, it yeah. works. It's not like you're like, who the fuck is this now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, like, upbuilt the sets and stuff, yeah. too, so that, like, the sets looked to scale to the mice, which mm-hmm. I'm sure was a huge pain in the ass. I but imagine, yeah. It does look really good. Now. It does. I, I have no complaints, honestly, about the effects because... It's almost all practical. There's some green screen, like when the cat is like uh, going after Luke and he's like on the edge of the, oh, the plant. Yeah. There's a little uh-huh. bit of green screen there and some green screen in a couple of other places, but predominantly just practical stuff and it all still looks good. What are we, you know, 31 years later? Wow. So that that's awesome. Especially, I mean, it's not like a high-budget movie either, so. No, not really. Yeah. And it's a tidy movie. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, I watched it three times with no problem. Like, yeah. I, each time was like, fuck, sweet. Watching The Witches again. This I mean, cool. I watch this every year. Like, yeah. this is one yeah. of those ones that is just like fucking, yeah, like Hocus Pocus, Trick or Treat, right. Halloween. Yeah, uh, we gotta do Hocus Pocus sometime. Oh my God, that one's dude. gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is one of those ones that we watch every year. You yeah. know, it's just like, it, well, it makes sense. It's Halloween. This is when you watch The Witches mm-hmm. and all these other ones. And I'm never, like, not stoked to watch it. It's just no. like, yep, this is a part of our Halloween tradition. I think, actually, even the feel, like, the fact that it doesn't feel 1990 is a positive. Because sure. it feels out of time, It even, like, for people who grow up, grew up with it, it still brings you back to, like, it feels like it was before you. It feels yeah, it like does. a little bit older than you. Yeah. And that, I don't know, at that time, as a child at that time, certain things that felt older than me felt kind of like a little forbidden. A little oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like that, that 70s feel is a definite choice that could have gone wrong, obviously. Kids could have felt like, oh, that's dated. But it didn't. It, uh, in 1990 and, and even now, it's like, no, that's exactly how this movie should look. I'm, you know, not dissing on the 2019 one. I think people should watch the 2019 one. I think this one's a better movie. Okay. I wish they had, uh, like, the ending I just don't like. I just don't like that the ending is... It's corny. Cor- it's corny as hell. It's yeah. just like, and then everything that was bad was fixed. We win. And the giggly witch giggled a bunch. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of what Rold was doing with a lot of his work. I mean, there's definitely no just fucking magical happy in a Charlie and Chocolate Factory. It's just like, and then never mind, everybody's alive. Yay. Yay. (laughs) None of that really going on in there. Um, So I can see how that upset him and was kind of uh, the opposite of what he was going for. He seemed like a dramatic man. Apparently, whenever he saw a test screening of it, he like demanded that not only his name be taken off of it but that the title be changed to not be connected to his book and uh jim henson like sent him like a a letter like praising his work and and really being like hey you know we worked really hard on this etc and kind of changed his mind but he yeah he he got real upset about it when he first saw it oh what people don't know is at the end of that the ps was like and ps we didn't put no jews in it and then rolled i was like great 
<laughs> my favorite. My That's favorite. That's the thing no, I love. No Jews. I don't like Jewish people, I've said a million times, <laughs> unfortunately. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, just so weird. Uh, it, the Dead Authors Podcast, podcast I absolutely love, is uh, hosted by Tom, Paul F. Tompkins, uh, and it's been off for years. But there is an episode with Ben Schwartz playing Roald Dahl, and it's real worth, really worth listening to to hear Ben Schwartz in real time finding out that Roald Dahl was oh, anti-Semitic. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, fuck. <laughs> I was a Jewish kid who loved these fucking books and this guy hated me? Oh, like, no. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it, it's always going to be the thing that adults who traffic in children's literature children's things aimed at children are gonna have more adult difficult uh personalities okay but that doesn't mean they're always gonna be assholes mm -hmm. like we see people being pure assholes like Roald Dahl or you know JK Rowling um we see people doing that and it's like you know I I want a middle ground I don't expect my children's actors or whatever to be angelic asexual beings that don't have any sort of opinion yeah but the hope is that they're if you're writing directing at children you're not thinking and i hate some of the kids they're gonna read this oh, if i go to google in some shell silverstein and it was just like former grand wizard of the kkk shell silverstein as far as i know about shell silverstein that dude just fucked a lot just fucked a lot <laughs> yeah i adults? don't i don't remember any Grown yes ups? adults grown adults yes fine I don't remember anything particularly Man's controversial about that. Dude Can't change fucked. that. Can't change it. Wouldn't want to. Exactly. Be the so, end of human fucking race. <laughs> Shell Silverstein, thumbs up, unless somebody knows something I don't remember. Uh, which they probably do. <laughs> they probably do. They yeah. probably do, let's mm -hmm. be honest. Yeah. This is just a fun movie. This is a classic to me. I would be really interested to see what what young people now think about this movie. I mean, considering that there is a yeah. whole generation of young people now that are a lot more aware of... Uh, fucking everything than we were when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, so that watching this would probably be there might be some problematic stuff for them. They might yeah, not see it whimsically and, and see it a bit more problematic. Yeah. I'd like to know really yeah. like what like a ten year old or something thinks about this movie. Yeah, I would too. Um, so that would be interesting to find out. But for me and and you know my age and stuff like that, this is just kind of like a, a childhood yeah still scary enjoyable. movie classic man. Yeah. So. I can't lie. I do really fucking enjoy this movie a lot, even though it does raise some interesting questions and some interesting podcast topics. Sure. So I'm okay with it. Me too. <laughs> you got any other observations, thoughts about this thing? No, I, th I think we've, we've said all the big stuff, so let's get to rating it. All right. Um, It's not a perfect movie. No. I'm not, I'm not going to say this is a 10 or, you know, uh, even a 9. It's got problems. Uh, the overlapping seventies dialogue, oh, the man. ADR, just like so much, so many of the lines are throwaway, and it's just that is very much a seventies thing where it's yeah. like we got to have people talking constantly. Everybody got to be talking. Yeah, what no matter what be? they say, they got to say something. You just got to be looking at them. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So that that is not my favorite, though it is a particular style, and Nicholas Rogue is 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 known for his seventies movies. So. Yeah. He, he knew he was making a choice. It's just not a choice I love. 
Um, but a lot of those lines are either fun or funny or do enough to reveal some exposition that some of them are useful. And really anything that the Scottish dad says is funny to me. Yes. Cockaleaky. Yeah, it's just funny. <laughs> so, um, th- the other problems I see are the ending. I just don't like, but that's, by the time you get to that, you've had the climax. You've had the good climax of them all turning into mice and being killed by the kitchen staff and stuff. And that's really cool. Yeah. I, I like that. So if you cut the ending, you got you got a really good movie at that point. Uh, the ending kind of undercut some of that. And there's also just the, this the kind of weirdness uh, of it that, as a kid works but as an adult it's like man that that whole treehouse story like that that seems so it it's just an example of luke learning the stuff from his grandma and then exercising it and it feels like you could have cut it i suppose yeah i mean it's not an extra long movie but that that scene is just like well why is this really even here it's just to show that luke recognizes witches how the witches get kids yeah tempt so, you with the candy yeah and we're gonna be seeing that anyway so you can, it, it's it could be cut sure but wh- whatever as a movie though it's fun to watch i don't feel like it's long i enjoy it i do have nostalgia for it my nostalgia was being terrified of it but <laughs> that's a good thing i think for me i like that so i'm gonna say this is like a seven seven and a half for me I think that's pretty fair. I'll go a little bit higher. I'm going to say this is like an Ocho for me. Okay. Say it's an Ocho. Uh, Just a fun watch. I have nostalgia, even though it's a a movie I saw as like a grown man for some reason, but I still get nostalgic for it just because I think about watching this for the first time and making it a part of our yearly Halloween traditions for the past fucking 20 years at this point. So I've watched this many, many, many times. I mean, anything that started 20 years ago, you can definitely have nostalgia for it, even if you weren't a kid. Yeah, Yeah, that's true, man. So, yeah, I definitely love this. And it's, uh, again, got its problems. It does have a cool soundtrack. It soundtrack, does. And this is very nice. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mention that during the, the kind of overview part, but, like, it does have this, like, very magical, mm-hmm. kind of Halloween-y. It never feels too elf-man-y. dark either. It's never really too super yeah. dark, honestly, but it does a lot for the movie. It's mm-hmm. got this kind of, like, whimsical sort of forward momentum to it yeah. that I think does make the entire thing just sound more fun and, and magical in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I think the soundtrack in this does a lot of heavy lifting. There probably could have been more soundtrack, honestly, because what's there is really good. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is like a this is an eight. Yeah, okay. I think that's a pretty solid. The Ocho is an eight. It's an Ocho. Fun flick, man, and a good one to have here as part of our entire month of Halloween October. Mm-hmm. The next one that we're going to be doing here on the show is a Patreon pick. That's right. So I'll post the Patreon drawing Woo. thing. Maybe on Thursday, maybe on Friday. Where can they see it? Uh, Instagram.com, on on the Facebook.com, and on the Twitter.com. Ooh. You can find the links to all those on our link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash dead and lovely. That's right. That'll send you to any of our social media, send you to our our uh, uh, Discord, etc. All chat, those chat, things. Chat, chat, chat. But most important place you should go. Oh, yeah patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely that's what you, you can want. listen to our what we do in the shadows uh, episode that uh ben was just talking about how he's mm, watching more of it loving it yeah uh you can check that out you could uh, become a five dollar patron over there 
and you get to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl. And we sure randomly do. draw from that, and then we cover the movie like we're going to next week. Mm-hmm. So head on over there, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Become a patron today. Next episode could be yours. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Still the only place that podcast reviews mm-hmm. matter, and they do fucking matter. They, they do. matter a lot. Sure. Dave Thomas's still living parents give <laughs> us a review. I want to see a fucking review from either of Dave Thomas's parents. I'm Dave's dad. I hate the spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, God. Five stars. I'm a monster, but <laughs> I love monster, this podcast. but I love this podcast. Yeah. I want to see that review this week, so somebody be sure to go in there and do that for us. It really does help us out a lot. It helps us pop up in them search engines and all that other good mm-hmm. stuff. Hope everybody out there is having a safe and happy Halloween October season. I hope that by the time this comes out, I'm still sitting in my seat going, man, Halloween Kills was fucking sick. I Dude, hope it's sick. It's two days away right now. So, are you gonna three days. Are you going to uh, stream it or theater it? I'm going to stream it. You're streaming it? Mm-hmm. I still haven't made up my mind. I'm stepping into that stream. I mean, it would be nice just to fucking watch it at home. Yeah. You know? We got a good TV. We got a nice little sound bar uh-huh. and stuff. I'm telling you. You sit at home, guess what? You don't even have to sneak anything in. Oh, you yeah. know how you normally sneak in, like my penis. Yeah, you'll sneak in your penis. Yeah, you'll sneak in some food as uh-huh. well. Yeah, yeah, your penis can be there and nobody will care. It can just be out the whole time. Sure, if you'd like, I could stay home and watch Halloween Kills with my dong out, dick out, the whole time. The whole time, nobody's gonna complain. Uh, they shan't. Unle- well, unless I, I mean, maybe Kate will complain. Like, hey, what? That hey. Well, the thing is, that? is like our our little our little dog Turkey has this habit now where if anything is like out of place where it shouldn't be, uh-huh. he just gets really mad and barks at it. Like <laughs> I, I put I put like a a guitar on like the ottoman overnight, and the uh-huh. next morning he comes out and he goes in the living room, and just starts barking at the guitar. Like, you shouldn't be here. This? So he might actually be, be like barking at your dick. Yeah, he'd be like, that doesn't. That's usually concealed, sir. <laughs> so it might be a problem. Get your dick out of here. Yeah, put that Get thing away. Here. That's hey. what he'd be saying, but in dog language. Yeah, which is arf, 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 Yeah, yeah. It could be. All right. Well, hopefully we'll find out soon enough if Halloween Kills is awesome. I yeah. really hope it is. I think it's going to be. I think so, too. I'm excited. Um, With that title, it'd be a real shame if it, if it didn't yeah. kill. Yeah, if it doesn't kill. If if it's like Halloween sucks. Yeah. Halloween's flaccid. <laughs> what if that was the title and you're like, wow, this is going to fucking blow. But then it's awesome Halloween's somehow. limp. It's like, wow. Gosh, not a lot of faith in this one here, huh? Yep. Yeah. Wow. We'll find out soon enough. Maybe we'll be talking about it on the next episode of Drang and Langley. That's us. Here with us at the most, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. We've been awesome. That's true. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
The food was terrible. It's not good. The food was fucking terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It made me really sad. It made me think, I wish that I could start a restaurant chain of my own Yeah. for these ladies that want to make some fucking money Okay. and want to do it in the restaurant biz. Okay. So that's why I got to dreaming up my own chain restaurant that I'm going to start. All right. <laughs> so that these ladies can work at a place and make some money at somewhere with some good food. Because one thing that really stood out to me is uh-huh. how disappointing the french fries were. They were terrible. They are terrible bad. Terrible fries. Uh-huh. The wings also are not good. They're not good. No. People are like, oh, Hooters has great wings. No, they don't. No. They're not really that good. No. So the disappointing french fries really got me thinking about making this restaurant a, a potato-based place. Okay. Okay? So mm-hmm. you've, got your, you've got your fries, you've got your baked potatoes, right. you've got your um, potato skins, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And you've got college girls pretending to like you for 30 minutes. Precisely. Okay, right. And that's why you call the restaurant Tater Thoughts. <laughs> T-H-O-T-S. Tater Thoughts. Tater Thoughts. Okay. Are you in? You investing? Um, this is my Shark Tank pitch. I feel like potato based. I feel like <laughs> to really get this off the ground, we're gonna need a lot of cocaine <laughs> yeah. and some scuzzy investors. <laughs> so we need to go back in time to the eighties. Yeah. And yeah. we'd be able to make tater thoughts a reality. Yeah, but then nobody would know what thought meant. <laughs> We'd invent it though. Yeah, that's the thing. We Fuck also yeah, invented get that thought. thought money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm in. Tater thoughts. I mean, I didn't, soon. I didn't think of how much money it would cost to build a time machine, but fuck, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to be rolling in dough. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first. Trademark dead and lovely. <laughs> <laughs>